everyone. Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Hudson. What is up, dude? What it do, my fellow Paranormies? It do. It, it indeedly do. Um, also joining us this evening, supposedly down in the dungeon, is Grognak. I'm sure he's cleaning up some sort of gelatinous mess or something. Maybe some sort of kobolds. <laughs> dinner party or something i don't know he'll be with us so. but coming back for a return bout uh return spot whatever you want to call it uh, our friend from float universe float what's up dude thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be back it's uh always a pleasure to listen to you guys you have a great voice by the way great yeah. intro so it's great to be back thanks again oh, thank you man no i uh, all right so hudson uh, we've been like, you know how you share Netflix with your girlfriend, right? Or with your girlfriend's mom or whatever it is with your ex, 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 ex girlfriend, right? You still oh, be yeah. using them. You still be using those Netflix credentials. Well, Hudson hooked up some friends with the, with the podcast that has like the greatest intros of all time. And I have been shamed into doing better intros. So, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that last one you posted, man, Hudson, that was rude, man. Made me feel like it's I'm ridiculous. not even a host. Yeah, that dude, he basically filleted him, okay? okay. Yeah, verbally, it's, it's verbal fellatio. It is verbal 100%. fellatio. Listen, I'm not going to tell you. He's a cunning linguist. He's a very cunning linguist. And and I'm going to tell you right now, Greg Carlwood, you, you're way more talented in that than I am. So anyway. Um, much respect. Greg much Carlwood. respect. Yeah, no, I, I, you got to love the higher side chats. Dude, Float, do you listen to higher side at all? No, I don't. Okay. He, uh, check Greg, it out, bro. You, you got to check it out. He has like it. had on. You know, I'm going to write it down. Yeah, the high, THC, obviously, the higher side chats with Greg Carlwood. And he's out of San Diego, right? Yeah, he's out of San Diego. I think yeah. he's like been talking about moving somewhere else and like getting out of the uh, California, you know, thing. hustle and bustle. Yeah. Um, but he's done everything from stuff we talk about to stuff that we laugh at to stuff that we would never even consider. Um, yeah. he, he's had one of my very favorite writers and conspiratards of all time. She's no longer with us, but Tracy Twyman, I think that's where um, she did her best work was on, on THC. Those are my favorite interviews, yeah. like wild stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you've never heard of Tracy Twyman, you should check her out. What's the book? Uh, clockwork. Oh shit. What's the book? Yeah, Google it real quick, please. If we had Grognak here, he could have already Googled it. But anyway. Um, clock shavings. Clock shavings. Yeah, that's the one. We're talking about the the manipulation of the timeline and everything. Um, anyway. Yeah, she was like in contact with Baphomet. Yes, uh, literally. And, and Kane. Literally. Like through a Ouija board and uh, Baphomet like dictated to her how to create an even better Ouija board to communicate more effectively. And uh, she got in pretty damn deep and then um, got murdered under mysterious circumstances. Uh, well, for she died unfamiliar. suddenly under mysterious circumstances. Let's not say she was murdered. No, no, no. That's she was like murdered. Like it's, oh. it's like it's a fact she was murdered. Wait, but I, like it's still like the, the guy that murdered her. Like the whole thing was very strange. Oh, really? I was under the impression. OK, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else then. So she was literally like murdered, murdered. But the murder story doesn't make any sense. No, I, I, w I would have to revisit the information, but it, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just that it's like a deep web that led to like her getting murdered. And it's unclear exactly what the motives of this person well, were. But like the official story is that it was like a disgruntled neighbor. OK, if I remember correctly. 
Okay, well that see, I remember hearing about her dying. I don't remember how. And it just it was like made me sad because I remember listening to her on Freeman a lot back in the day. He was I he kind of discovered her, I think. And then she went on and became she, well, she had a podcast back in the day, the Clock Shavings Podcast. Really? Then, I'll yeah. have to find those archives. Well, yeah, and then, then she went on Freeman's show, and then from there she went on to do whatever, and then she went on Carlwood's show. And from there, she, like I said, she did her best work on Carlwood's show, and then she was whacked. Yeah, you're right. No, she was whacked. Yes. Yeah, she was whacked. Yes, she was whacked. And not like off of those kids off in my tool shed. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What was his name? It wasn't Hank Hill. What was his name? What was the neighbor's name? I will never remember. I just know it's the same voice as Hank well, Hill. It's same, I cannot it's a, remember. It's not the same voice. It is not the same voice. There's a it's guy. It's almost the it's, same. Well, it's the same guy. It's obviously uh, yeah. Mike Judge, but it's not Hank Hill. It's the uh, God. I can't remember his name. It's like gruffier Hank Hill, though. Well, he talks a little more like this, up a little higher. You see, there are the boys are off of whacking off into my tool shed. Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Han I'm sorry, what? Some of the, the Asian guy. Oh no, that's the next door neighbor. Yeah. That's now that's Hank Hill's next door neighbor, but that's we're talking about the guy from Beavis and Butthead. The neighbor. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the neighbor guy. They used to they used to whack off in his tool shed, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whacking in my tool shed. Yeah, off there, whacking off in my tool shed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll are you guys recording this episode? I'm. I'm just. It's like bothering me that nobody hit record on the Zoom, or, or maybe you have some of them. Oh no, things. I'm recording this episode. Yeah, I don't. That's, I just that's don't what do I figured. Yeah, I don't <laughs> record off of Zoom. I don't like. I, I don't like the way re- Zoom sounds. Everybody sounds a little more metallic on the Zoom. I, I have it. Yeah, I'm. I'm recording it on my side. Hey, Johnny, his name is Thomas Anderson. That's right. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Wasn't his name Thomas Anderson? Uh, I don't know. It was. Yeah. All right. I think I just discovered some shit, you guys. Let's, oh, man. Let's pull on this thread a little bit. Pull on that thread, Hudson. Oh. Holy shit, dude. Did you know that Cornholio was right. the code name of Hillary Clinton during 9-11? Stop it. Okay. I just was putting out as many buzzwords as I could. Right. No, stop. <laughs> Didn't even make sense. Full on Mark Wahlberg, stop it. Okay. I'll have to add that to my 9-11 documentary. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's an endless thing I'm working on. I keep finding new things, and I'm like, oh, i got to add that. So, oh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't add that because so, it's not yeah, true. No. <laughs> no. All you really need for 9-11 is to watch Simon Shack's September Clues and you listen. Know, somebody said something about another 9-11 documentary. Right before I got on with you guys, I was trying to figure out what it was because they were like, this is the best 9-11 documentary I've ever said, ever seen. But it wasn't that one because I've actually heard the one you're talking about. September uh, Clues, Simon Shack is a Brit living in Sweden, I believe. He says he's Swedish, but he sounds British. But uh, he is the no planes guy, but not the crazy no planes guy. Oh, so there were no planes. We, we've discussed this. We've done several episodes on 9-11, and there were no planes. The entire thing was a media operation. So I, that's one of the theories. There's basically, I've come up with three main theories that people believe in. that Because okay. conspiracy world kind of branches off into mm-hmm. like, okay, there's no planes. There were planes. There was a smoke screen up uh, in lower Manhattan. And it's like, you, I, I believe the one you're talking about, which is there were bombs. There were probably, I don't know what your theory is, but there were explosives in the building. You've got... Um, 
all the people, all the videos, you only had one video today at 9-11. Like, really, that's all you really had. Yes. Those videos you have today, they, those came out years later, sometimes 10 years later. Mm. And, it, and you actually, you know, you do the background on who put these videos out. They're all in the media. They all do VFX. They all do compositing. So they all have background and access to the media and do these kind of things. So you really, when you really take, and I took a huge, broad examination of every documentary, every piece of evidence, every picture, everything I get a hold of. Like for months on Adderall, just making this documentary, it's still not done. But that's basically the one I've come up with too. Is like the planes, or I like the or I like the theory where the planes are like there. There were planes, but they were reinforced. They were, the planes were switched out. They were reinforced planes. Um, but but if you look at the building, uh, I don't like the Roadrunner. You know, the plane going into the fucking building like it's the Roadrunner. You know, through the right. through the wall. Right, right. That, that doesn't that, happen. That, just, that doesn't, it happen. doesn't happen at all. Like yeah, the physics no. just, you know, go out the window on 9-11. So I think bombs and CGI and the lower Manhattan shut down, you've got a smoke screen, and like, you know, how do you control people in New Jersey across the river and stuff, like from seeing stuff? Like uh but yeah, those I, I don't believe the that like the spark before the planes go in the building. First of all, I don't think they, they even existed originally. Oh, what but, what even what existed? You know, like the little, like right before the planes go on the building, there's a little spark underneath. Now, some people say that was the missile launching off the bottom of the plane. Mm. And, and then the, the, the CGI theory says this is the marker for where you have to put the plane. Um, that's That was their that was their marker for the CGI. And the compositing artist, that, that little spark mm. is where the, the nose of the plane has to go in. So you know, there's basically like three theories. It's like the reinforced plane theory. Like it's, the planes are switched out. Mm -hmm. uh, they're landed. They disappear. They go to Israel. Who knows where they go? Those planes are switched out with the people on. If they even, if the people even existed, um, then they switch them out with reinforced planes, like the wings and the, um, the, the fuselage and the front of the plane, especially. Like, how, how does it come out the other side? Right? Either it's CGI fakery and they screwed up, or right? They oh, the yeah, the marker. The marker was off. Like it, that's the September clues goes into uh, how they show how the CGI marker was off and the plane's nose pops out the other side of the building uh, because of some sort of um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's a, it has to do with um, live overlays and all that kind of like technical video stuff that I don't know anything about. Let me ask you this: You think there were jumpers? No. Okay, because a lot of people are like, that's all that's all of it's fake. Oh, it's hundred percent. Right? Everything about it. Okay. When we say everything is fake and gay, we mean it. Okay. Like 9-11 was fake and gay. Yes, things okay, so you watched something on television. You watched this event occur on television. It was a television event, it was a media event. The things that occurred because of it were absolutely one hundred percent real. We right. invaded two countries. We bombed the shit out of Iraq. We killed like children and women and, and, and invaded all kinds of people's houses and stuff because people in America thought that Osama bin Laden took down the World Trade Center with airplanes. Right. Yeah. Well, so that was the thing. It's like the moon, though. You, 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 you saw the moon once in 1969. Your little TV, you even saw it. And that was it. You know, no VCR, no way to go back and like re yeah, it. Yeah. And it's you, like now, right. 20 years later, I'm like, I'm looking at all these videos. I'm like, wow, I didn't have but one video. Right. The same exactly. Thing, the same thing they all shared on that, the, the, like the day of, it was like one thing. And certain networks had good and certain networks had it badly composited. Like the, like the, like I said, the, the fuselage in the front of the plane going out the other side of the building. You know, this thing's made of like aluminum, like a, like your, your Coke can. 
and it's gonna it's gonna fly through. You've like, seen super- what you've seen what happens to an airplane when it gets hit by a goose or a duck or a bird. Right, it just right? It shreds. Right. But but when it hits reinforced steel reinforced concrete, it zips right through it like a hot knife through some room temperature carry gold. What do you yeah. think of it? What it do you think? The, it hits the Pentagon and just evaporates entirely. Well, yeah. yeah. What do you think of the dustification? Like how they fall like that? Uh, okay, so here's the thing about dustification uh, that didn't happen. Everything happened earlier in the morning. The buildings were brought down with regular demolition. Uh, building seven was left standing with the smoke machine all day long to to perpetrate the uh, smoke, you know, that they needed for the media event. Uh, there was no dustification. It was just literally empty buildings that mostly had no floors. Uh, they were literally. <clears throat> There was like three bands of floors in those buildings completely. There was the restaurant level, one in the middle, and one towards the bottom. Um, those buildings were completely empty. So when they collapsed and there was no debris, well, there was no building. You know, there was no building at all, really. I agree 100% with your theory because after all this work I've done, and my, my documentary really is like, <clears throat> it's like this giant meme. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's this meme that really infor- reinforces who actually did it. Mm-hmm. Forget about how it went down. Like that's sure. you can speculate on that, obviously, till the cows come home. But you can really pinpoint who did it and why they did it, and the post nine eleven world because of their plan. Absolutely, is, you know well, Israel and the and the, and the Zionist, you know, non Jews. Well, Israel, Israel, dude, no, 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 hold on. Uh, I maybe you're not aware, man, but they actually found uh, one of the hijackers' passports uh, on the ground. So we right. know that it was Muhammad Atta and his friends. <laughs> Right, 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 right. You know what's interesting about Muhammad Atta is the only film they got of him is in the is the airport prior before they actually yeah before they before they got to Boston. They have nothing from Boston. Oh no, no, no. they had the, yeah the airport in North Carolina, right? That's right, they have saying. the 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 plane before they transferred. So right, the right, Boston right. plane. Yeah, they don't even have anything like them getting on. That's the plane what I'm saying. Florida, you, you, do, or, yeah. you go back, and and my whole thing is like it's reinforcing who really did this because you got the dancing Israelis, you got the art students on the 90, the 91st floor planting the explosives. Okay. So the the 91st floor explosives Jews were not a demolition. Well, they were a demolition team in as much as they were construction demolition. They weren't like some sort of, they might've been Mossad, but what all they were doing was your standard demolition to a building. You know what I mean? It wasn't well, like right. well, they, we wasn't like, they weren't doing they weren't doing the Jim Fetzer planting you know uh, micro suitcase nukes or right, nanothermite. No, it was literally thermite. No, it was thermite. Like literally thermite. That's how you cut down buildings with thermite. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, not well, nano. It, it doesn't matter what it was. All that matters is that people don't know that the, you know not too many people really know that. I don't. I mean, outside the conspiracy world, the, the small audience that probably is into this stuff, but sure. most average people assume it's Osama bin Laden in 19. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, Saudi Arabian uh, Muslim hijackers. And that's the official narrative. And planes can take down steel buildings and steel buildings just collapse like that. And buildings that don't even have shit flying into them just collapse in the middle of the day you know, for no reason. So my whole point is that this documentary is to reinforce a new meme, which is Jews did 9-11, specifically Zionist Jews, mm-hmm. because I don't want to, you know, you know, it's not fair to, to, to the non-Zionist Jews because they exist. Um, they do, but, but to, ethnically, well, hold on, but ethnically, they will always side with their ethnic brothers. I'm sure probably 90% of them would. Yeah. Sure. No, no, a very small percentage are like, well, you know, we're German and we've been living here for three generations. Hitler's not that bad. You guys go on over to Palestine. We're cool. But, right. but it's not 19 hijackers. It's, no, it, no. It, it, we're, we're laying 
out that there was the dancing Israelis. There was a, a, sure. a bus going away from the George Washington Bridge the morning that morning. There was, um, and all these things were reported uh, about initially, but then. Unless you're a super conspiracy theorist or follow this stuff. And after a while, like I, I stopped following 9-11 stuff after, after about 10 mm-hmm. years. I said, okay, I kind of know what the deal is. Uh, you, again, we can speculate on the, the means of how they brought it down. Uh, but we know, who, we know who did it, and we know that the media is lying because they're obviously the, well, they're because the, the, they're, media, they're the control. Of the media it. are also the people who did it. Exactly. The media are really the people who actually did it. Right. The construction company that took the buildings down was actually secondary to the media operation that was 9-11. 100%. And that's the other thing. It's like reinforcing that yeah, the, the, the siege. They, they, they have shots from a helicopter that are not physically possible with a the camera. They've got two shots in focus, a, a near shot and a... And a At the know, same a, time. Exactly. That's There's not no way. possible There's with no a way. Right, camera. right. And again, like, again, that's the September Clues thing. You got to watch that, dude. That's Simon Shack. And our, we did, we had him on for the 20th anniversary of uh, 9-11. It nice. was all, yeah, it was a lot I, of fun. I, I probably have seen it. I, I, the thing is, I'm watching these things. I, I kind of all kind of go together. He, uh, there was one, there was one that's like five hours long. I think that's my favorite one. The five hour one. Oh, is that Ryan Dawson's thing? It's really good. Is it really it's, like autistic and looks like it's made by like some ninth grader in a, in an AV club, but it's super detailed. Yeah. That's the one that talks about like the, the, the guys that were working in the basement of, of the world trade center and the guys that were working for the port authority and this, that, and the other, all that like super detailed like that. I mean, after every little chapter, he has the yeah, he has the hard questions that nobody's asking. But it's like if you can ask these questions, you know who's doing it. Or well, yeah. Uh, well, the thing about Ryan Dawson is Dawson has gone back on a lot of his stuff, and uh, he's he's he you know he believes it was planes and it was hijackers. Right. So, so how I got how I got into this was I'm listening to Owen Benjamin like six months ago talk about mm-hmm. you know Trump knew about nine eleven. Go back and look and. He probably he's talking about Tesla he had access to the Tesla technology and the buildings were brought down with Tesla technology. But I like your theory the most. After really examining this, I like your theory. That's kind of my theory. It makes the most down, sense. It's the downtown. It was a smoke screen. They brought it down, like you said, and um, they controlled all that. The videos came out after the fact, and what was shown the day of was a, a sloppy mess. But again, it's like the moon landing. You see it once. You, you, you know, unless you record it. In fact, this is two thousand and one. We don't have what we have today with the internet as good as it is, and we didn't you know, even high have definition. TiVo. There wasn't even TiVo back then. That's true. That's true. Unless you VCR'd it, yeah, you you weren't you weren't getting anything. And nobody was VCRing anything at eight thirty in the morning, right? And if somehow you did find it on the internet, you'd have to wait like three days for the minute and a half video to download. Oh yeah. So yeah, man, that's what I've kind of been up to. Was I've been doing this documentary, the, the content you crave. Is this little thing I do probably every once a week or so, just the content on the internet that I like the best. And I just mash it up together and throw it out there on bit shoot. But lately, I'm getting more specific with it and kind of like, like I just did one called the the, the Kanye You Crave, and I did a three hour on Ooh. his first kind of like breakdown we did over the over October and into November. Now he keeps going and the content he keeps going on more interviews and Alex Jones. So I got to make a part two. And like I said, I'm working on the 9/11 documentary, and that's just been a mind blower for me for somebody who's been in 10 years, you know, I was in it for 10 years, hardcore in the beginning. And I said, to hell with this stuff, I'm just gonna let it go. But I got back into it last year and I'm like, Whoa, like there's a lot of stuff that's come out since I gave up on this and just stopped looking at it. And you know, more documentaries, more people have kind of put it together. And so I kind of took this 100,000 foot view of everything and said, wow, okay, this is everything right here. Because there was a few things in some of these documentaries I was actually able to disprove. Like by really going and examining, like looking at maps of downtown like and stuff. I mean, <clears throat> Give us a couple like, of examples. 
like there was one example that really sticks out where there was a guy was convinced that the, the there's no way the plane could have flown the way it did because it would have hit a certain building. And I really was like stuck on this for a long, long, long time. I'm like, well, I mean, this is crucial here. If this video is like CGI, like this is going to either prove or disprove this theory. And I could never disprove the total thing, which again is your theory kind of that it's a media op and it's controlled demolition and nobody kind of knew what was going on. But what comes out later is, yeah, sloppy CGI job, bad composite job. But I actually went and looked at this video. This guy was convinced he was right on. I said, no, there's no way. The buildings were laid out where those planes could fly that way and not hit other buildings. Because he's like, look at the way this plane chops through this building. But like, not, not the t- Twin Towers, but a, a building in front of it. I'm like, no, no, no. This, like, sometimes there is, you, you don't, you, I have, I've been doing photography for like 15 years now. I look at things a certain way. And I'm sure other people don't always see it the way I do. And so I'm, I'm like, you don't have a photographic eye, my friend. Let me go back and look at this. And so, for example, that one was wrong. Another one that just gives me chills is, is every time I listen to it is the woman on the plane. And, 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 and there's like a little whisper at the end. And I found a video that was like, oh, even more, um, like the guy had really got the footage even like more processed. And he was hearing other things. And so I spent like days listening to these things, like at high volume that you could barely tell, like these whispers people were trying to interpret. And ultimately, I was never able to disprove the first one, but I was able to disprove the second one. I'm like, this, this is bullshit stuff. This is, this guy is like in the schizo, um, like he's in this realm where it's just, he, he's, he's looking for stuff that's not there and he's believing it. So just, Going this, going over the stuff that people had already gone over with with a fine-tuned poem and then putting it all together and then going over it one more time with my fine-tuned poem and then making memes out of it. So what I've been trying to do with this documentary is make a mega meme about 9-11 and then within the, the film is like music videos, for example, like who could it be now with Lucky Larry Silverstein? Or you've got the, you know, when somebody made a video, Free Fallen with the Buildings, I'm going to put that in there. Because all, all the content you crave is, it's a, lo- it's a lot of what I put it put into it and make, but it's a lot of other people's content that I either can remix or, mm-hmm. or um, put into the into the mix. So it's kind of like the zeitgeist of the week or the month or, for example, the Kanye thing. And I think the Kanye thing, I put him in a good light, um, relatively speaking. But it, it's got a lot of views on BitChute, relatively speaking, too, for that little realm. And I'm also on Goyam TV and um, World Truth. I actually like those sites. Uh, are you guys on there at all? I have never heard. What was the second one? I know what Goyam TV is. What's the second one? World Truth Videos or WorldTruth.tv. <clears throat> never heard of it's like, it. It's like Goyam, but it, I think it's a little smaller than Goyam TV. Huh. No, I have not. Because... I can't play oh, any of this stuff. We live on stream you. on Pilled. Yeah, we do. We do live streaming on Pilled, and obviously D Live and Odyssey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on some of those, but in terms of uploading content, YouTube is very adverse to any of these things mm. and all of these things. So I'd rather not risk. I just use uh, YouTube as a safe place for promotion and stuff. And there's certain mm. realms like BitChute you can go crazy on. Uh, Goyam TV. I like Goyam TV because all you have to do is like link from BitChute, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to worry about uploading stuff or the upload limits. Some of these uh, lower tier websites have like one gig, two gig. Like if you don't pay for BitChute, it's a two gig limit. And some of these documentaries are making like hours long. So it's, I want to have the highest quality out there. That's another thing I do. Like sometimes I'm making these 
videos, and I, and I'm like, I have the shittiest version of the of the video meme or the video clip, and I'm like, oh, I gotta find the high res version. I know, I go, I know the person that made this. I go there. So sometimes I'm doing a lot of internet sleuthing because somebody didn't put a watermark. Please put your watermark on your content. Just do it tastefully and do it, do it towards the top. I'm just this is a shout out to all the content creators out there. I love it when I can when I find a piece of content online and it's and it's really cool and it's really subversive or it's kind of dark or whatever or mm-hmm. it's something really it's not really dark but it's just something you can't say in a Zog world. Um, to put, it, to put it that way, the Zionist own government media world, you can't say certain things. They're not evil. They're not dark even. They're just not the approved message. So that's where I'm always like, so yeah, put your put your damn watermarks on there so we can find where the, the stockpile is. Because there's certain people I love and they don't they don't mark it and they always change their name. He was called Schizoland and I forget what he's called now. But there's a guy that always makes these really cool music videos with all the like political and conspiracy stuff but he never really watermarks it and he's always getting like zapped online so he's always creating new accounts so yes please put your watermarks on there because i like to find the highest quality version because sometimes it's just like screenshot after screenshot and that's another thing and i and maybe the september clues is actually the fucking 9-11 documentary i was looking for because like, i was yeah, watching dude. some september clues watching is, is the one I was watching something the other day and this guy was like, this is the best 9-11 documentary I've ever seen. If you've seen any, you have to see this one. So maybe this is it. Because that doesn't, that actually kind of sounds familiar in a way of not me seeing it, but maybe it's the one I was looking for. So I appreciate the, uh, yeah, the universal synchronicity there. Absolutely, dude. Uh, for sure. Because I've watched that documentary probably seven or eight times now. Uh, not just Not just researching for the show, but in general. And... It makes the most sense, and it makes the most sense that there was uh, there were no planes, there were no reason to have planes. If you look at the list, Miles Mathis. That's another, okay. So uh, for the record, before we before I go any further, uh, now that we have we have a guest, Hudson, you can laugh quietly over in the corner there. Um, but recently, I broke my front tooth. Okay, and uh, we have you, you know what happens when you don't have a front tooth? You know you, you have a hard time saying the letter F, and we have a guest whose name starts with the letter F. Kind of so, um, if I sound like I'm uh, Sylvester, like yeah, so I, I had dental surgery the other day and I'm missing like the whole front, the whole front tooth, the whole front tooth, dude. I have a hole, yeah, it's gone. Um, wow. I'm, I'm having an implant put in, so you sound fine. I, I know, idea. I know, but I've, I've, I'm, I'm super conscious of it and I've caught myself so, uh, Sylvester the catting a couple of already, so suffering succotash type stuff, you know. So, um, anyhow, <laughs> oh, it's great. it's great. Oh, by the way, so oh. I know we wanted to talk about psychedelics and drugs tonight. So we'll get the to next that. episode, I'm putting that out tomorrow is called the chemicals you crave episode 19. Huh? And it's, yeah, it'll be memes and videos about not just psychedelics, but other drugs, cocaine and amphetamines and stuff like that. Sure. Just people go mild. No, I mean it's a lot of uh, well, people do a lot of different things. So, uh, this guy's good. Okay, um, yeah, man, that that that'll be fun. When you say you're gonna put that out tomorrow, we'll have to check it out. Yes, yeah, Sunday tomorrow. Right on. Yes, it is Saturday night. Uh, it is it is Saturday night. So, uh, what were we talking about just a second ago before I mentioned my fucking tooth? We're, talk- we're talking about nine uh, eleven. Oh yeah, nine eleven. Nine eleven. But like also on nine eleven, that was the first time that I ever smoked weed. Really? 
Yep, on 9-11. On 9-11? Was, was it because like, of With friends? my cousin and uh, at, over at my cousin's house, and my aunt was like crying and, you know, freaking out over 9-11. And we were just chilling. And my cousin was like, hey, dude, you want to smoke a bowl? And uh, I did want to. And we did. And I immediately was like, this is all bullshit, man. This is a fucking conspiracy, like immediately. Yeah, what I like about 9-11 videos is you, you look back now and all the people on the streets with the narratives already ready to go. Like the, the people they interviewed. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so, guy, oh, it, was definitely, it was definitely a plane. It was United Airlines and it was gray and blue. And it, it, it definitely, yes. No, yeah, that the, was, guy, the, guy with the, the guy with the Harley Davidson hat. Yeah. That's the one. There's a, there, there's a few of them, though. There's a few of them that are like, oh, God, they just planted this person and said, here's your script. Because they got one, they got an interaction between, uh, it was two women. It was two women. It was a female reporter and another woman. And the woman starts laughing and she starts walking away in the middle of it. Yeah. Like there's things that you can. Okay. Here's one where I think like, this is, this is where I'm tripping out actually. Cause I've got one clip that bothers me hmm. in, in regards to the no planes narrative. Okay. I have, a, I have a clip of people in New Jersey, but actually, you know what? It may not be no planes because this isn't, I, I take it back. This is okay. So let me just tell you what, tell you what it is. So I've got a <laughs> clip of women watching across the river uh-huh. I'm, pretty, in, I'm pretty sure it's in new jersey and they're they're having a they're talking and they're drinking wine and stuff and then they look over and and the, you can see the buildings collapsing so if i forget it's, i forget never mind it's not a plane hitting the building clip it's a it's a picture it's a video of women just sitting there and the buildings are collapsing so i you know i looked at that and i'm like okay they're witness to a live event of buildings collapsing Mm-hmm. So what, you know, what else did they see? Did they see the second plane hit? Like if they didn't see the second plane hit, like you would, you would assume that everybody is glued to the towers after that first plane hits, right? right. You know, nobody misses the second plane. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause everybody's like, so, Oh my God, they're staring at, yeah, they're looking at the, the smoke. The, the clip bothers at, yeah. me because I'm like, is this something that was manufactured with the rest of the stuff? I mean, the, cause that's possible too. I mean, these, these could be actors, actresses, you know, sitting in their apartment, having a drink and you were just watching some CGI clip out the window. It's possible. So that's the thing. It's like these theories are really not provable. That's the other problem. No, most of them are non-falsifiable. But like I said, my theory, our theory, the paranormies, the Simon Shack theory, it's all the same theory. We all came to the same conclusions, uh, you know, not simultaneously. um, But we've all come to the same conclusions that it was a media, a faked media event. I mean, and you can tell by the way that... um, the different live feeds were happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that there were helicopters. There, were, there would be one helicopter in different locations at the same time. And in the, in the, in the, uh, in the September clues video, Simon points it out how a lot of the live quote live stuff doesn't line up. So that's, that's a, that's a really easy way to tell it apart or to take it down. Um, Anyway, yeah, I didn't want to turn this into a big 9-11 discussion. But yeah, man, I didn't know you were doing a 9-11 documentary. What do you I've had, well, that's the thing. I've had such a, my whole life I've had, I, I, was, I was sitting in philosophy class mm. my first year of college learning about Plato, or no, um, um, the, the, uh, the Shadows in the Cave. Who's that? Um, that's Plato, dude. Yeah, that is Plato. Okay. But like I said, I got nice and toasty before the interview. Just wanted to make sure I was in that right <laughs> universe zone. But I was sitting there learning about, yeah, the the, the the shadows in the cave. And then some kid comes running and there's like a plane just hit the Twin Towers. And the teacher didn't let us out early. We just thought it was just like just a regular like little commuter plane in the fog or something. You know, it happens. 
But then, you know, they came on the intercom. They're like, we're evacuating. There's another plane hit. And they had the TV out in the hallway that I was watching. And I think I was 20 years old. So that, that was that uh, really formed. Like, I knew probably a week after because I was into Alex Jones prior to 9-11. That's how long I've been in this. I was into Alex Jones when he was still, you know, like, hardcore calling out the Jays. Uh, he doesn't really do that anymore. I don't know why, but uh, he stopped. But anyway, I was definitely in this movement for a long time. And so I let it, like I said, I had like conspiracy theories for like probably six, seven years ago before I got back into them. Um, because I'm like, you know what? Like, I this is entertaining to me, but this is like fear for other people. And I'm not really helping anybody by offering this, uh, you know, perspective on the world without any solution. Because I didn't have any solution for it. Okay, the deep state, the Illuminati. They're killing, eating children, and they're depopulating the planet, whatever else. What can I do? And I just got to live my life. So I let it go. And plus, I thought, like, I was really into the psychedelics and the float tanks very heavily, where I thought, I really am manifesting reality via what I put through the filter of my brain. Somehow, some way, it's these subtle reflections of, you know, in- input, output. And so I said, let me just let me just let go of this stuff for a while. I, mean, I can't do anything with it. It's just nothing but, like, creating this narrative in my head of, like, the world is full of evil, dark shit. And, uh, you know, like all the things that are righteous and good and true and beautiful, like are, you know, s- maligned and sidelined and destroyed for uh, this communist uh, ugliness. So it's, you know, just, just disgusting is like uh, degenerate is everything now sure. is inverted. Everything's ugly. Every, yeah. Everything's the, uh, and, inverted reality. And so as much as I let it go, the pandemic happened and I'm like, okay, well, it's like all these things that they have talked about, they're trying to do are true. So mm-hmm. one, one thing I can say about all this conspiracy stuff, the only thing I can really say for it actually is it's, it's really prevented me and, and a lot of my loved ones from taking the jab. Um, and, and also I've avoided a lot of the cuckery. I've never cucked. I never wore the mask. I never, you know, I mean, I've always been against it from the beginning. I've always kind of known. Um, but you know, it's like everybody has their own standards and their own belief systems sure. and what they're afraid of. So it's like, how can I operate in a world of like, no, this is all bullshit. But, you know, operating a business, because I was still running the float center when this pandemic was going on. So everybody was just going mentally ill. Like, it was it was amazing, honestly, to think about how fast the world's degenerated in like, I'd say like 15, in like five years. Like the world has spiraled. Like we're, like we're truly on, a, I think, a spiral I mean, it's going to lead to an awakening. It is leading to a greater and greater awakening. Like Kanye's on the, the door to the Jake discussion. On a very, well, very. Oh, hang on level. a second. Hang on a second. I think you said that Alex Jones used to name the Jays. He did. No, no. Yeah, I got clips of him naming the Jays. Oh, not no, dude. He used to he used to hang up on people and kick people off his off his calls for talking about Jews. And he did the whole well, thing where he's like, I, I, I am Jewish, okay? I'm Jewish. I've got that clip, but I've also got yeah. clips of him prior to 9-11 calling all of them out, calling all this out, the Zionists and the Jews. Well, he would say Zionists, I think. I don't think he would right, right, right. Jews, well, you're right, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. He doesn't say Jew. Yeah. But you know yeah, what I mean. he's, <laughs> He would say banksters, he would say Zionists, and he would say, because Zionists doesn't necessarily mean Jews, because you have people like Joe Biden, they're like, I am a Zionist. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. Right. Yeah. Or Donald Trump. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, the, Zion the, he's Don. like King Zion, yeah, Zion Don. Yeah, yeah, literally the king of Israel. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, well, yeah, but no, but he's actually Jewish, though. Well, that's another part of the documentary is, like I said, the, the, the thing that inspired this documentary was Owen Benjamin just going off for a couple of episodes about Trump knew, and he probably had the technology that justified the buildings with Tesla. And I'm like, let me look into this. 
And so not only did Trump know, and he's on the news, it's like on four or five clips I've got just like talking about, oh, he's now has the tallest building in lower Manhattan. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's that would be TV. Trump's fucking take after 9-11. The day of, it's happening. And now the tallest building in New York City. Yeah. He does. And so I'm looking into this and I'm like, Trump gave Silverstein, like the the John, the what's his, the guy's name, John Trump. The John Trump Award in December of 2001 for like Man of the Year. It's Silverstein, the guy that has the lead. That has the lead Larry Silverstein. Oh, God. Oh, God. Lucky Larry that pulled up uh, Building yeah. 7. You know? That video of him talking about like how he made Oh, my the, God. Do you want me to play it? Do you want me to find it? I mean, I wouldn't mind hearing it do again. Do you want to hear it again? That would be, be fun. Do you want to hear that again? Is like literally one of the worst. Oh my god, dude! Okay, it's, it's, it's like it's unbelievable. As, hold on, this like, one is you bad. Can't watch that. Hold on, this this one is bad. This is Ari Shafir and Eric Schwartz. Hold on a second. Shafir and Schwartz. Well, that's the other thing. But the nine eleven documentary is really—it's comedy because it's got all the comedy of nine eleven that you really you know, like. It leads with Gilbert Gottfried talking about his joke. You know, like the plane. His plane stopped at the at the Empire State Building. That's why he, he tried to get a lady boy. Did you guys hear that? Who? No. Oh, you guys can't hear that. Oh, my God. No. Was, was, I was playing a video about Ari Shafir talking about trying to bang a lady. Boy. Oh, I saw oh, that. Yeah, I video. saw that. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. yeah he's. I'm sorry. He's, what did I miss so you guys saying? Because I was listening to Ari Shafir talking about lady boy. I was just talking about the comedy I put into uh, the 9-11 video, too. Oh, okay. for, it, oh for yeah. There's a lot you have of fucking to. comedy. You have to put yeah. comedy into it because, yeah. like. If you don't, like, really? Don't yeah, know. it's kind of dark if you don't, but, like, yeah. uh, the, the whole thing is really absurd. Well, well that's the thing. Like, uh, all these documentaries are great. You got all the information. You can totally see what it is. But mine really stamps it. It's like a meme that really, like, drives it home again and again and again and again from every conceivable angle. Who did it? Why they did it? And and also who was in on it? Like, Trump was totally, awesome. totally in on it. And, it, and it's just a one – at this point, about two hours. It's a giant two-hour meme music video wow. about hey, uh float quick question how many times do you drop uh hava negila in the documentary <laughs> and this one i think i've got three or four versions right now going nicely right, cool. done nicely do you done. have do you have uh like a deep house version yeah oh yeah okay okay oh, yeah. i've got and, and, and i've also intermixed it with a la akbar sounds oh planes, nice when the planes hit the building every time it's like a la akbar a la even akbar. though <laughs> even though yeah right 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 but right, it's ironic know, right right no but that's the thing it's, it's it, when you're watching and it's like we know they're not arabs on the plane mm-hmm. you know? we, we, we know that arab hijackers there's probably nobody on the plane because there's probably no plane but if there are people on the plane it ain't it, it, it may be israeli special ops or something right yeah, if you there know, was a plane, and if there was someone on the plane, it was probably Israeli special ops, for sure. Yeah, but they, but again, do the planes even exist? Uh, or like I said, there's the theory of the reinforced plane that they 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 because there's a point where you, the planes are on radar and they're leaving mm-hmm. the destination. And they cross it right over an airfield where the, these other two planes kind of like kind of take over, and that's never talked about. There's so many things that are never talked about that I've included in this thing. It's like wow. I didn't even know that 10 years ago because it's, it's taken somebody who's been in it 10, 15, 20 years. It's put all the pieces together. And I came back and looked at their work and I said, oh, and I said, oh, let me look at his work. Let me look at his work. Let me look at her work. And I said, this is probably bullshit. And this is, and, and again, I didn't want to think that 
the people jumping out of the buildings were fake. But when you just do the, they have a whole website dedicated to that. And when you do the research on the people jumping out of the windows, you've got like the King Kong man. Like that's one of the examples is a, is a guy called King Kong man, meaning he's so big and the windows don't even look right, by the way. Like the windows are completely off from the actual. World oh, dude, the win- OK, well, by natural, you mean windows that actually were in the building. But yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, the the people jumping out of the, in quotation marks, jumping out of the buildings were larger than the windows. Like, yeah. Was, yeah. Another thing All about that, that is, well, is uh, like, go ahead, John. Well, I was saying you had the guy going down in the hangman's position, like the tarot card. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was had, a weird thing. Yeah, too. There was a and, lot and just like the idea of people committing mass suicide like that. I mean, yeah. to me, whenever I was a kid, that was like the most. Um, you know, traumatic, like out of the entire event for me, like seeing people jump to their deaths okay. is what stuck with me the most. And like, there's a movie that is, you know, when they do traumatic brainwashing and shit like that in the media like this, yep. you know, yep, that's a very effective way to make that happen. It sticks. That's one thing. Okay. So the people suiciding themselves would have traumatized, absolutely would have traumatized kids. There was a movie. Yeah, I was like 12 years old. There was a movie about bats. With Lou Diamond Phillips. It was like the 80s. Remember Lou Diamond Phillips? Anybody? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. La Bamba. <clears throat> right. But there was a movie about vampire bats in the 80s. And they were he was in the movie for some reason. They were attacking these people. They were trying to get out of wherever the, the, the bats were attacking them. Some of them managed to get into the van and drive off, right? Well, this one chick didn't make it to the van. So instead of getting eaten by the bats, she laid down under the tires like and had the van run Ooh. her over so it killed her like she like suicided herself mm. and, and that's the only part of the movie that stuck with me since i was a kid so yeah i can see why suicide i told you all that to tell you this <laughs> well you know the thing Hudson, is i can see no. why the suiciding of the people would stick with you like that's the part you know what i mean that's the trauma well, that's the thing that's it's trauma, like right that's, that's the why they is- stuck it in the movie that's why they put it oh, in the yeah. movie that was 9 11 yeah, exactly. No, I mean it's it. it, it that's a what terrible I think analogy, and it was a long thing, and nobody's ever seen that movie except for me. I understand. <laughs> I did that whole bit for like one person. And it, was it was traumatic for you, bro. And that person was me. Okay. Every now and, and then, Empire Bats were like one of those things in like the eighties and nineties, like like quicksand. We, I thought I was gonna get eaten by vampire bats everywhere I went. That sharks were gonna come up and get me when I was in the oh, yeah. shower. Sharks, right? dude. Uh, dude. Quicksand. Quicksand. Quicksand was like a real fucking thing when I was a kid, man. Yeah, like, I've yeah. never once encountered it. No, nobody mind. has. There is no such thing. No one. It's pretty <laughs> much a myth. <laughs> yeah. I've looked into it. It is a myth, dude. They made it up for TV. Come on, or movies, like. There's no such thing. Quicksand. Stop it. Yeah. No. There's a hole in the ground that you stepped on and fell into the underworld, you know, and then, you know, and then got eaten by the gnomes or the trolls or whatever. I mean, that happens. Yeah. That's a totally different. You thing, become though. the missing four one two. Right. Well, oh, missing four one one. We are going to be doing more missing four one one. I have had enough with you people in the chat asking for it. So fine, fine, fine. We'll do it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You What's missing 411? Uh, David Polites missing 411. The people that go missing in the uh, national parks, mostly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've and it, like, t- that where they go missing matches up almost exactly with a map of, like, the cave system. Eh, of the on the East Coast, it does. On the West Coast, not so much. 
Yeah, not quite as much on the West. On the West Coast, it matches up with with nationals and state parks. So, are we are we believers on this podcast of children in the sewers and the deep state and the and the deep underground military bases? And yes, the cave systems. Are we? Where are we? What, what, what is this? Where is this podcast? Um, it's a that? combination of probably all of those things. Yeah, are they, are they extracting everything you just said? I yeah. think is happening. Yeah, are they extracting adrenochrome from children? Adrenochrome is a meme, but we yes. just had an argument about that. Yeah, <laughs> I think adrenochrome. I actually went and checked it. Was you? You were the one that told me adrenochrome was a meme, right, Hudson? No, that was Gronyak. Oh, that's right. Okay. Gronyak said adrenochrome okay. was a meme. That's right. And it's a real chemical. It, it is a well, sure. I mean, according to the internet, right? I think yeah. like the 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 argument was he thinks that the they they drink the blood, but there's no reason to actually well, have a process to extract the adrenochrome right, specifically. Right. The the fact well, no, it, it that has to be adrenalized. You can drink the blood as long as it's adrenalized. Through no, the exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they still do the the ritual abuse and then extract yeah, the blood. Right. It's just it's the adrenaline they create like a crystal of adrenochrome, it's like adrenaline. adrenaline loathing. Right, it's no, adrenalized you, blood, so you have to have the child or whatever the person is scared, and apparently the younger the child and the browner the child actually is. So the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. In this mm, case, mm, uh, the walnut Jesus. of a brown of a, of a. Why do you think the Clintons are in Haiti? I mean, it's fucking right. No, this that's where the blackest every day there, dude. The them. blackest, the blackest of black kids come from Haiti, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like they don't I'm get saying. any. They don't get any more blurple than in Haiti. So if you want to eat kids, that's that's where you go. You're research, that's yeah. where you're going. You're that's going to the darkest countries yeah, no, with the darkest, na- yeah, with the with the nastiest, most voodoo ass. I, I knew. I always just thought that that was uh, uh, out of convenience. I didn't know that. No. you know, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And, and darker. Uh, listen, the I spent I spent twenty twenty basically knowing adrenochrome front and backwards as much as you could on the internet. I mean, I'm talking the darkest corners. Do nothing graphic. I saw, but I mean, reading stuff. I saw. Like yeah. reports where it was like children's blood samples and named on the list. Well, it's like, like I, I was shopping on the deep web for it. I was right. I mean, I, you listen to get it. Listen, you can buy to, adrenochrome yeah. on the internet. You can buy powdered adrenochrome yeah, on the internet. Yeah, but that's, I don't think that's a real There's thing. There's no way that's real. Yeah, it's not right, real. Right. But what it's I'm just saying, it, it exists as a chemical well, compound. I'm friends with Hamilton Morris. Hamilton Morris did a whole thing in, I think, 2020 looking into it. Of course, really? he's, obviously, mm. he's going he's gonna to give the same you know answer. That the media is giving, which is, you know, I looked into it. I don't think there's anything to it. I didn't, he, he didn't take it, but he, he did some research, looked into the chemical compound because he's a chemist. Yeah, sure. But know, also, but also, like, they could literally say anything. You know, that's I mean, true. That's, that's what I'm saying. But think about it, though. Think about vampirism. That, that's been existing forever, right? That's, so there must be yeah. something to drinking blood. And guess what? If Peter Thiel's selling and, and wanting to buy children's, like, teenagers' blood on, oh, on no, the Oh, no. I don't market, doubt that. I don't legally, doubt that the younger. Okay. So, so here's what. So let's keep. Yeah. So if that's what they want, okay, right? On, so the younger. Go ahead. So, yeah. Do you guys mind? Okay. Um, is <laughs> the, 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 the younger the blood, yes. I don't believe it has anything to do with, a, with like, actually. Uh, terrifying. Yes, terror. Well, no. The whole the whole point of the Disney's uh, what was it, Monsters Inc. Like scaring the kids and the, the powering Monstropolis with the, the children's screams, right? And then they turned it in laughter in the end because laughter is a more efficient power than than terror, right? No, I don't believe yeah. that at all. No, I, I believe that the, I believe that the Adrenochrome, like that, they do use it, but it's more psychological. Um, that's why there is all the psychological terror in all of the movies and stuff. Uh, that's why Disney does do the uh, the psychological thing of I, I forgot what the, what it's called, but it's like it's like a grip release, grip release, grip li- with the terror and the release yeah. of the terror. I forgot what the, what it's actually called. Um, like you're talking about like what Kanye was talking about with the CIA and Bambi. 
Yeah, right. With the CIA and Bambi, what they do with the kids, with like you know, like the, the they traumatize children. They they so do well. No, traumatize so you can go consume. But then, like, I feel like that happens almost on like for like a higher dimensional reason. Like, there's some right. kind of like That's higher dimensional they, entities that are feeding off of that exactly. energy, they're and then like in, in the corporeal reality, they're drinking the blood. Right. right. That, that there is something to the esoteric part of you watching it, giving your eyes to the screen, giving your energy to the screen and having that psychological effect of whatever you're scared because the rescuers were going downstream and they're going to go over the fucking uh, go over the waterfall and die or the, the puppies are going to do this or the Bambi's mom is going to get shot, whatever, right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Whatever happens to Nemo or whatever, right? It's just every Disney movie, right? I mean, like, what? Yeah, where, which, Disney, which Disney movie doesn't have a tragedy, right? Like, near the beginning. All of them. Right. That's the formula, you know? But this yep. is because that's because Walt Disney's mom died, and he just wanted to make everything, you know, just because, like, it's mother. No, it was a psychological MK Ultra thing. Why, and again, one more time, why is everything that the military does when it's MK anything? It's like Mark 12, Mark 14, the Mark Delta or whatever. But when it's this, it's the MK Ultra. I think Ultra is the, the, is it just uh, the, it the sounds umbrella cool? name for the like smaller programs. No, I know. Like, is it just because like, well, no, it, it should be more. Well, MK is mind, mind control. Yeah. Mind oh, control Ultra is well, German. Yes. Yes. Mind, mind control. Yes. <laughs> ultra. Yes. Right. That's where it comes it from. It was actually the Nazis. Da. Right. 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 It was mine. It was mine. Comfy. Um, Yes. The Nazis never, they never lost. It was my ultra mind comfy. Ultra. It was my ultra comfy chair. <laughs> I, I'd argue that the Illuminati now are the Nazis still in control. Uh, did not, yeah. But the Nazis, the Ashkenazis, though. Well, yes, but I'm talking about, you know, like Hitler and his cohorts and, you know, Hitler the, and his co- the, the, I, the, the I, space I don't, program yeah. and, you know, the well, scientists. The space okay. I think so, they took some scientists okay. and stuff, but I think most of them died. Um, well, the space. So wait, did, 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 wait, did Hitler go to Argentina? Hitler did went to Argentina. To, I think he died. I think, well, I don't know that there's a document that got released like a couple years ago that said he died in Spain. Like Franco took him into Spain and he died in really? like 1961 or 62. Really? I didn't, I yeah, didn't it was I like thought, Trump released that document. Really? Oh, well, yeah, in that case, it's it was one of those. Fake. It's definitely fake, then. I mean, it's probably totally fake. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, who knows what really no, happened? No, I, like, I, I like. I, to I believe, thought for a long time. He I went like to, to believe the, the story that he went. No, he didn't go to the Hollow Earth. I like to believe the he story that he went to that they went to Argentina and did the thing where uh, there was the SS guy that uh, when did when Trump did release those files. That there was something about a guy in Argentina that had a photograph of Hitler when he was yeah. in his seventies, and that was yeah, that was like right before he died in Argentina. That's definitely. I mean, that's what I thought for a long time. Um, I mean the the whole Hollow Earth thing was just kind of like you know Hitler fanfic. But oh no, I mean I don't. They not, were going to. I don't uh, not believe uh, that New Schwabenland exists and that like there was a base and that they were doing research to get into the Hollow Earth and that sure. they had taken. Well, wait a second, that they had taken expeditions to Tibet, where um, like the on the Yeti to Shambhala. Yeah, the entrance to Shambhala is so they may have gotten in there. They also did the thing with the pyramid. Um, I don't, I look, dude. I don't. I'm not saying that that these guys didn't already get in and out, but I, I don't think Hitler. Like, I think I think Hitler did the thing in Argentina. I think Horace has a pretty awesome take on all this. What's well, Horace's take? You should is do like old, the A word part five. 
Well, Horus Horus also thinks we went to the moon. Really? Yeah. But oh, just not that's the way. Okay. That's but just okay. Not, is it? I mean, not everyone has to know everything. I mean, the moon's pretty calm, but pretty straightforward when you start looking at it, though. Oh, it's obvious that we well, didn't go to the moon. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But it, it, it is obvious, and if you can't admit the obvious, I love my, he's my dude, that's my nigger, dude. That's, oh, horse. You've got to have pretty convincing evidence otherwise to refute all right, the stuff Right, but his thing, is, his thing is this. His thing is this. So we didn't go with Apollo. We lied about that, but we went. It was just the secret space program. Oh, see, okay, now I get it. So he's a secret space guy. Yeah, so he has yeah. to uphold his. He has to uphold the secret space narrative at all yeah. costs. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I used to believe in the secret space. Stuff, I, I did said, too what? because I, I did the moon too. is real. The moon to... is fake. If, if this shit is fake, then there's no way the secret. Right. Space. You know how well, you I know went... how you can know the secret space stuff is bullshit is because they told you all about it on Joe Rogan. Right. Well, there's that, and also, um, I I went to the <laughs> I went to the a, the UFO conference in California with uh, with the red eyes uh, with uh, oh, Henrik with Henrik, and um, who is the remote viewing guy? Which one from the Ancient Aliens? Uh, Hoagland. Oh yeah, yeah Richard, Richard Hoagland was yeah. there, and nice. uh, what the, about it? Oh, what was her name with the uh, not Naomi Klein, but the one who was about the secret the secret space program money? Eisenhower. No, it was a chick. Whitney Webb. No, no, Eisenhower is a chick too. She he he has a granddaughter. She's in that world too. Interesting. I didn't yeah, know. I didn't know. Oh yeah, that. she's another really? the secret space program new age mm. person. Yeah. But anyways, wow. uh, yeah, these you guys were all spook. about that. These guys were all about the secret space program, and like one of them was uh gave I, I saw this one talk and there was this guy who was talking about how he was part of a space program that obama was a part of when they yeah were i know both, you're talking about when they were both yeah. children they're, they're they're there for 20 and they go back they go to mars for 20 years yeah and then they de-age them to bring them back yeah what i've what yeah, not heard that what it's called that it's, it's called 20 and back yeah, yeah 20 and back yeah what in the absolute? I thought I was the only person that heard this. Okay, cool. Somebody else has heard this. Okay. Oh, I'm deep in the secret space program. I, okay, that was the so hardest part me. of letting it go. It was like flat Earth. When I got into flat Earth, I said, "There's no way the secret space pro- program can be real." And I go, "The aliens are are demons and, and angels." I yes. said, oh, "I'm good." Yes. Okay. So aliens are demons and angels. Good for that. Uh, the well, uh, where are you? Okay. So real quick, where are you on the shape? I am more of a. We are a component in a larger board of a motherboard of a computer type. Scenario? I'm open to. I used to have this theory when I was doing psychedelics a lot that it was an amalgamation of the collectives, you know, what we believe. Mm-hmm. So potentially, mm-hmm. like 500 years ago, it might have been more flat, right? Because okay. the collectively, we believe more of that than we do now. Okay. Now, you know, meaning that the, meaning that my reality became apparent that it was such a mentation. Mm. Reality was created by the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Now, my, my individual mind could only really kind of slowly and subtly affect my localized reality. But what happens collectively to the collective mind, right? With right, belief that systems affects over everything time. in totality, right? So I'm really, when you fly, here's, here's what bothers me. When you fly up high enough with a weather balloon plane, the, 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 the horizon line should eventually drop. It never, ever, ever drops. It right. always stays right in the middle. So it's flat, okay? By that alone, by just photography and knowing a little bit of like, like visually looking at stuff, like where a horizon line should start to fall. Like it's a, it's a ball. It's a sphere. At a certain point, you get high enough, the horizon line will start to change and curve. It's supposed to at least. It's supposed it to, never, but it, it doesn't. Never, it never happens. It doesn't. So therefore, whatever we are on is 
flat. Yeah. Right. I've I mean, had like, I mean, I've I don't been... know. How, is there another way to say it other than it's flat? Oh, you're, you're thinking about, uh, by the way, before you were talking about not Corey Good, but the other guy. Um, I think, oh, by the way, it's a, it's a, uh, a realm. Meaning, a realm. yes, it, yes. it can yeah. exist. Collect. It can, it can exist simultaneously as both. It's like Schrodinger's cat, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's until observed. It's both. Schrodinger's realm. Right. There you go. Yeah, I've had like on psychedelic trips, I convinced myself that it was like a realm and that the sky is basically just like the end of the map. Like if this is if you think about it as like a simulation or something and this is some kind of video game, like the the firmament is just like the end of the map. It's like the edge, you know, or like Antarctica, like if you just keep walking, you just like hit a wall or some shit. Uh but I definitely am pretty sure it's, I mean, like, I, I don't know what shape it is. It seems flat, but I definitely know it's not like a spinning ball going a trillion miles an hour through space and spinning and avoid, all that yeah. bullshit. It's just like, that is so obviously not what's happening. Okay. So here's, uh, by the way, it's Andrew Basiago. It is the uh, secret space, space program. And it says here, Obama also was a part of this, supposedly, to explore That's Mars. the guy, Basiago. Yeah, Basiago. Yeah. And uh, it says... his cheese. Basiago and Wilbur Stillings <laughs> insist that they once served as chrononaut at DARPA's behest, traveling the boundaries of time and space. They swear a youthful Barack Obama was one of them. Now, here's what interesting Basiago was. He he was claiming that he was going to be president after Obama. Obviously, that never happened. So maybe on his, you know, his timeline is different. But it's stuff like that. It's like, okay, oh, it's, boy, bull- it's bullshit. It's shit. bullshit. It's, it, 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 it's a problem too. It's like, I'm a truther that's willing to like, I'm kind of like Owen Benjamin. I, I don't always, I'm, I'm right about everything, but I'm always telling you the truth. I'm always willing to change my positionality when offered new information. Well, is, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of people aren't, a lot of people have egos or they have a job or they have a, like they wrote a book about something. They have a lot of money and energy invested in a certain idea. And oh, they learn, once people you know, they, have invested a lot of energy into something. Yeah. You, oh, you know, yeah they're not going to change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. But I'm willing to say, you know what? I was completely wrong about nine 11. I was completely wrong. I was completely, not completely wrong about Q, but I think I was about 75% wrong about Q and I'm willing to admit it. Totally. Like I'm, uh, if, if, if it comes up tomorrow, I'm wrong about uh, something else. I'll be I'm, the first person to raise my hand and say, you know, I want to get on the right train with the right people going in the right direction. No, absolutely. Amen. I am with you 100% on that. But Hudson, can you go back and can we find a time when I was wrong? Um, let me think. Well, the law is that given enough time. <laughs> That's the whole John point. Monoxide that, is always right. Yeah, that's the whole point of like this. This what we do here is like we we discern which way like all this timeline is going, and like you, it's it's so easy. To, it's it's really easy to predict which way everything is going nowadays because you think just, it's going good. What's that? No, no, absolutely no. <laughs> I think it's going great. I think we're. In the I way, think it's going good. Here. I mean, I mean, I yeah, think, sure, I, I, sure, we're doing good. I think people that are standing good. in. I think yeah. people that are standing in righteousness. I think people that are standing in the truth. Uh, it, oh. it, and when the sh- when the shit comes down, we're going to be all right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I, no, absolutely, I, 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 no, I agree. I, yeah, I, is the, the timeline going good? No. Are are, the, we, are those of us that are standing in the truth? Yes, yes. I yes. But guess yeah, what? Though the timeline, the timeline, and the culture is an offer. You don't have to accept it. 
Sure. I saw a video the other day of some Mennonite or something, some two women in a kitchen, and they were offered all these subjects. Who is this person? Who's oh, that was what so is, funny. Yes, what they were, they were, they were they kids. Like, they were okay. Yeah. First of all, first of all, they were like fifteen and sixteen year old girls, and they were talking about who's Tom Brady, who's this, what's WAP, what is that? Yeah, and, well, yeah. what's WAP? Yeah, yeah, what's exactly. WAP? Was yeah, they have no idea, and they're Mennonite girls, and it was really cute and wholesome. And literally every girl in there was being filmed with the phone that is in their own pocket. So part of that is like, ah, well, that's a good point. But you know, yeah. I mean, who's to say that the person filming it was just a independent from that collective group of no, people? No, but every single. But here's the thing, though: the Mennonites are allowed to have cell phones, and they're allowed to do this. Those those girls are not as chaste as that video would have you think. Well, okay, but the point is this. I get, but I get what you're saying. No, but I get it. I get it. No, but I get this it. is the United States of Zog. This is mm. the United States of Israel. The culture is Israel. Mm-hmm. The government is oh, Israel. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, I'm not just... But people don't know, but you, you, know, you know that, but a lot of people don't know that. That's shocking to most people to hear that they are they are consuming a subversive oh, culture to their well, own belief system. And it's not just shocking to them. It's repulsive to hear. It's, yes. it's it's not it that really it's, is. it is that's what I mean is just hearing it repulses them, you know what I mean? And they're not. It's it's not that the content of what they're hearing is like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening, and how how could I have fallen for this? Right? No, mm-hmm. it's like what they're hearing. They're like, get that away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like literally, does it, it, they're just like, ew, that is just. It sounds like anti-Semitism, so get, I can't be associated. So, ugh, no matter. Oh, what I get what you're saying. Oh, you're, you're saying that they're so brainwashed and fried to the fact that, that what they're consuming is against them, and that they're they're so sold on the ideas mm-hmm. of hate speech and anti-Semitism and cancel culture. I get what you're saying now. Exactly, right. I agree too. It's like everything they gotta, say doesn't matter what you say; it's just going to be repulsed. You know. Well, that's why I'm so thankful for Kanye for really opening the door lately. Yeah, yeah me too. And, and honestly, dude, I don't care if he wears a Balenciaga mask because first of all he has electrical tape over the Balenciaga logo so he is shitting on Balenciaga by doing that but it's also he's making a point that it's like it's, look, look, I don't care it might not be Kanye that might not be. it might be a robot it might not be yeah. Kanye. That might not. Well, it's even like the MAGA hat or like the the, right. the the rebel flags he would wear. It's like you know, he's doing it just to prove a point. Right, but that that yeah. could be some other person. That person might not even be black. Right. Right. That could be some white dude under there. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. All the stuff he's doing. Could okay. be a cat so girl. here's what he did. <laughs> here's what he did. A, a, a friend of ours, my, my friend Alex, uh, not the one with the, not the retarded. He's not our friend with the retarded plugs in his ears. But um, where was the Balenciaga uh, thing? Uh, he said that, that Kanye doing what he did. Um, Shit. Hold on. I'm in the wrong chat. Well, it definitely made Jonathan Greenblatt oh, just look yeah. so hilariously goofy. Well, who, Jay Bleasy? Yeah. This is your boy, Jay Blatt. It's your I'm boy. Go on the Breakfast me, Club. Talk boy, about some anti Semitism, some anti Oh, hang on. Before we do any of that, before we go on to Jay Blatt, real quick, there was a. um. Oh, wow. We post a lot of shit on our on our channel uh yeah. we talked about joe rogan a second ago right yeah and uh did you guys see that video that i posted the other day about joe rogan and how he would lie to his own mother yeah i saw that yeah 
Here we go. Here we go. Listen, let, just listen to this real quick. If somebody reputable starts talking about UFOs, you can co-opt the person and say, hey, you want to know UFOs? We'll show you the real deal. But not only can you never talk about it publicly, you have to be a debunker publicly. I'll tell the government right now, tell you right now if you're listening, NSACIA, I'm available, okay? If you show me all the real wreckage, I swear to God, I will make fun of that crap to the end of time. I'll make up stories. I'll, I'll lie to my mother. I don't care. You show me a UFO, I'll lie to my mother. I swear to God, I will make fun of that crap to the end of time. I'll make up stories. I'll, I'll lie to my mother. I don't care. You show me a UFO, I'll lie to my mother. If some- there you go. It's one of my favorite clips of all time. I mean, I'll he's lie a to Hollywood my own mother. guy, of course. I'll lie to my own mother. He's such a shill. It's yeah. just obvious. Yeah. Yeah, when you he know, when he when he uh, went uh, back on the uh, when he went back landing. on the moon landing, yeah, that was when a lot of people lost lost it. I, dro- I dropped him when he went to Spotify. I said, "Well, now you're definitely controlled." Before you could think, well, maybe you've owned your own shit there and you ran your own show, but once you got uh, a paymaster on top of you, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So, yeah, they used to talk about fun stuff. Eddie Bravo used to go on. He oh, he went on kind of recently. Eddie Bravo and uh, Sam Tripoli, I believe. Yeah, Sam Tripoli was on like a couple months ago. It was yeah. He was Eddie, on, like, Eddie Bravo was on around. Yeah, he was too. on. In, he well, they were both on in like September. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was a while back. Do you guys, do you guys like Sam? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I would like it. I can't decide, dude. Like he he has entertaining no, guests like and him. shows that no. I listen okay, to I, like that's once what in a while. I, but I like the guests, but I don't yeah. like. It. No, yeah, like, yeah, I like the well, guess he has, but he's just like kind of dumb. He's an op. Well, that's but the thing. I mean, he's if Sam Tripoli is listening to this, I'm a big fan. No, I'm not even like that. No, because the thing is, like, here's the thing: like, they've had people on his podcast that were on my podcast that when I was like there for when I was there for his podcast. So I'm like, they don't ever want to talk to me because I keep it real. Yeah, and I and they don't want anybody like that. I hate I hate that. Like, but I like my position. I'm I'm convinced and I'm happy. To stay underground forever. I like being underground because the thing is, once you get above ground and you're and you're on some kind of airwave or platform, then I don't know if you're controlled or not. Yeah, dude, same. That's that's like the main reason why I was I've always been skeptical of Sam Tripoli just because he has such a big platform. He's put out there by, mean, the, yeah, by the beast. Yeah, and like Paranormies, it's the same way around here, dude. Um, Whoa, you guys are you you seeing it in the underground. What are you trying to say? I'm saying that we are the kings of the underground. Oh, we yeah, are the underground. Yeah. That's why I'm, well, I'm, we were, I'm, well, I'm we it. were on now. We were on, we listen, we were on the biggest Nazi network in the entire Western. <laughs> I mean, I'm all over right. Netflix right now. Right. Well, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. But we've, we've, we've officially left the, uh, the paywall dot biz. Um, dot <laughs> biz. <laughs> the paywall. I'm just out here floating around on my own, you know. I'm at yeah, the mercy dude. of a little Hell bit. Of, yeah, I'm trying brother. to get. Off, I'm, I'm trying to get off Patreon, but uh, um, we're, I, well, we're already banned from Patreon. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm, you I'm might get on there for a month. I'm surprised I didn't get banned yet, you know. But yeah. it's only a matter of time. Well, for sure. Don't, if you don't, say the word yeah. Jew, if you say, oh, I say so post, much. I, post <laughs> our post our interview anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. I, I tried to get the last one. I had a hard time finding it and I couldn't download it. So I, just, I, for, I forgot about it, but I'm going to get this. To God, dude, we post, all right. I will send you audio files of both. All right. And yeah, definitely don't break. bring up uh, Sandy hook. No, hang on. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. I know the things not to mention, like for example, on YouTube, no pedophilia, no Satanism, 
Uh, especially no anti-pedophilia, obviously. Oh, uh, maybe yes. maybe pro. No, pro-pedophilia uh, is fine. They're like, listen, that kid okay. is, has a very attractive eight-year-old there. You know, what I'm yeah. saying they're uh, going. No, hang on. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break for a second. Uh, yeah. uh, Hudson, you and Aether were talking in the admin chat. What do you want to What do you want to play? Um, I, I posted a song in the prep chat. Uh, song by the Texture on the newest Noise Right compilation. It's called Shiva, and uh, the Texture's also releasing an EP. Uh, keep an eye out for that probably in the next couple weeks. All right. We'll listen to this, and we'll be back. <laughs>
everybody. We are back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Hudson. Grognek is actually with us now and Float. And we are hanging out. Um, we were talking about conspiracy stuff in the first hour. Man, that stuff is like, you know, very, very like anxiety causing for a lot of people. It's like it makes people like, you know, need their, need their, 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 uh, their autism blankets and stuff. Let's talk about let's talk about stuff that's like more fun. Right? Yeah. Nine eleven wasn't very fun. Neither was any of those other gay ops. Um you know what was fun? Doing shrooms and hanging out with your buddies in the woods. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good time. <laughs> No, can um, confirm. It, def- it definitely is. Can confirm. Uh, but last time, uh, float, you were here. We talked a little bit about uh, out of body experiences and stuff in your float tank and things that go along with that, and how that can kind of correlate with uh, uh, with like DMT type experiences. Remember that we talked about that. Yeah, also? yeah, oh yeah. So let's dive a little bit more into the DMT. And type experiences and and stuff and the and stuff, so um, sure yeah, DMT. Man. I feel uh, what's the question? No, what just DMT. Ask? You know, uh, well, DMT as a general subject. As a general subject, no psychedelics in general. Um, we've we you know we talked about uh, recently. We talked about John D. We talked about um, Edward Devere and other alchemists. Uh, I'm sure those guys back in the day had dabbled if not more in the hallucinogenic uh alchemical properties of medicinal herbs or other substances what do you got what do you i'd wager about? to bet that they probably used if if nothing else they probably used some form of like ergot which mm-hmm. you know it it's eventually breaks down into like yeah. L, like something similar to lsd basically well, ergot is a precursor to lsd isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. It's also fungus. And they used to mix it with wine. Um, well, I, I thought that that just ha- kind of happened naturally, that occasionally the wine would have fire. ergot. It would have St. Elmo's fire happen in the ergot, and everybody got high. They went insane. They went insane? You know what? Witches used to rub uh, uh, on the broomstick. That's why they ride the broomstick, and they'd rub it on their coochie. You know, the, what? Uh, See, I don't believe that that. Come on. Really? I had, a pharma- I had a pharmacist who was like, big into the history of pharmacology tell me that. He's like, the reason why uh, witches ride broomsticks and go crazy is they, he, he, I can't remember what the hallucinogen was, but it was some kind of hallucinogen. They rub on the broomstick, which they would then sub, not sublingually, I guess, but the, you know, the vagina lingually. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> those lingually, lips are yes. called. They sit on the broomstick and they <laughs> via that way, and that's why, you know, they go crazy. Well, I guess, they, I they, mean, they go flying. I can that. back. And it, yeah, I can second that from working at a historical museum. Okay, That's hang on, true. hang on, Grognak. Really? Take yeah, the, hang awesome. on, float, hang on, float, time out. Grognak, take the microphone out of your mouth. Say it again. Yeah. Can you hear me a little better? No. <laughs> even worse. He was so Whatever you did was too. worse. <laughs> like, now? No. Can you hear me? No, no, why? No, dude. Are you sitting on the, is it like under the couch and you're sitting Are you on the talking couch? through a pillow? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> What oh, the hell? Before he was so... Oh, there you go. You need so me now? Confirm the witch stuff. Dude, confirm. Yeah, so just, there you go. That's that's a true thing. There it that, is. 
uh, I, I can't remember what it is they put on it, but I'm not sure if it's exactly the uh, vaginal area. It might be up the rectal area. Uh, I put that too. <laughs> That makes that's, it any that, better. That is where that comes from. That makes it any no, better. No, it doesn't make it better. I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm just. I'm not sure if it was the vaginal yes. area. It might have been the <laughs> anal area. I'm not sure. Maybe well, they right. showed okay, the, so the, up the reason. Put the lamp up the, her ass, Agnes. Well, <laughs> the reason they called women witches was because after the men went and died in the Crusades, they took the property from the women, and all they had to do was say the women was a witch. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, they shoved yeah, the lamp up This was a thing. This was, this was a thing people knew about. But back that's when really, men uh, were men, back where men were men, and they shoved Gary lamps up women's asses. <laughs> like, what is going on on the paranormies tonight, guys? We're having fun. Yeah, we're having a shit post night. No, it's fine. But what is this with with like rectal broom? Hey, we, you, hey, we're talking about drugs, man. You wanted the boot? Hey, let me just say something. In the psychedelic community, a lot of people like to boof their drugs. And they that means do. You shove it up your ass. I, yeah, I never. I've never done I mean, that. I've never. Neither have I. I've never done anything never. ass ever. I've never. Me either. No. No. I get. I get really weirded out when I break through the toilet paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'll never even get a prostate exam. Yeah. In my life. I. I'm over uh, forty, and my doctor is mad at me because I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm, we're not doing it. Well, I mean, you're over fifty. But. Shush. Here's a hack woman doctor. Yeah, exactly. Is a hack woman doctor is like trying to get at me with her fingernails, and I'm like, nah. Uh, that's, that's true. Well, you know, if they're doing that all day, they probably get away from me. Let me reach inside woman. your asshole. They reach inside your asshole with their fingernails. Okay, so yeah, we need to scoot back over to DMT. Yeah, let's go back to DMT. We were literally shitting drugs up the ass. Just shit. Yeah, so John D. may have possibly been drinking some kind of thing with ergot. John D. may have keistered some ergot. But he was probably, I mean, they were talking to entities, which is definitely uh, related to the DMT experience in a lot of ways. Well, In your experience, have you talked to some entities? Absolutely. Have you ever met any entities, uh, like, you know, anything like in a float tank or on DMT? Both. The only places I've met entities. I've never met them in a sober state of mind. Um, But only through psychedelics, only through floating. I've had them sober. I feel like I've had experiences. I've had many, no, many different wait, experiences. Wait, wait, wait. You've had them sober? You've, in a float you've, tank, In though. a float tank, right, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. In a float tank, sober, but, yeah. but you've met. Like, not, like, on, okay, so not, not even on, like, edibles or, like. No, 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 because the thing is, like, when you live at a float center and you're floating two or three times a day sometimes, so, so usually it's about once, twice a day. Sometimes three, mm-hmm. they want to have, like, a really, like, 15, 20-hour day. Sure. Another thing, like, I'd smoke so much in the middle of the day that, you know, you, you're really kind of tired and lethargic, right? Oh, but yeah. you, get, you get in a float tank and it immediately regenerate, regenerates and re-energizes your adrenal system. So you, you, could, you could theoretically get out and smoke more weed, you know what I mean? You won't get quite as high, but you won't also be blown out, you know, from huh. you know, smoking. I that's why Joe up. Rogan has one, so he can just smoke weed, get in it, smoke more weed. Well, I mean, he, he's an edible guy. You know, he likes oh, yeah, edible, true, edibles. True. But the thing is, the float tank, especially if you do it a little bit, and especially if you're already like a meditator or something. Now, if you don't have meditation experience, it's you can get to a high level of uh, meditation um, prowess and relaxation very quickly, even outside of the tank. So it kind of creates a groove in your brain where if you never, like I said, never floated, never meditated before, it might take you a little bit, a few times to kind of peel off some of these outer layers of like twitching and like, you know, mind racing. A lot of people don't want to face their own thoughts at the end of the day. They just don't want to sit there quiet. 
but you're removed from Wi-Fi, you're naked, you're in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, it's heated to your skin's temperature, so it's like 93 and a half degrees. It's not quite warm, but it's definitely not cold. And the reason why it's no temperature, but you know, like your skin kind of registers it as nothing, is at a certain point when you're relaxed, you can't tell where the water ends and your body begins. You become nothing and oneness at the same time. And through that stillness and that quiet, you have a profound level of relaxation that allows you to tap into that inner world, the voice within that is so drowned out by your own thoughts and you know the, the world around you bombarding you with you know media and pornography and billboards and just shit everywhere, your phone, just completely being bombarded 24-7, I mean, not in your sleep, but as soon as you wake up, like I tell people, your mind is like a still lake and the minute you look at that phone it's like you took a cinder block and threw it in the middle of that lake you know so the the moment of waking and like between sleep and waking there's a split second there where you're enlightened you know there's no you you're just transitioning from that one phase to the other like that's the closest you can get and so with meditation whether it's outside of the tank or within the tank you're just trying to expand that gap wider and wider to slip out into the space of oneness and through that, you experience all the other things that go along with, um, you know, being in alignment with whatever you consider God consciousness, God, the universe. Um, but yeah, you, you're in alignment and things. And here's the thing, like when you start to become in alignment, whether it's through psychedelics or prayer or just turning your life around, like you're letting, you have to let people go, you have to let habits go. And that's kind of painful. So when you go through an unintended, unwanted awakening, which is what kind of happened to me, you your ego begins to suffer because you realize people or things or lifestyle choices or habits aren't working for you anymore. You or you you just become aware or awake to them, and that turn of letting things go, or by virtue of you shifting your energy, like literally just shifting your vibration through thought and prayer, can cause the reality around you to coalesce. It has to coalesce around you. You're just sitting in an infinite energy field, and I think it's almost you know indifferent. We kind of project our energy onto it, and it mirrors back to us. And, and it's done. It's basic. But there's so many things I think that go into it, like your karma, and your your intentionality in life, or your a level of awareness. And like for example, I just went through November, and I pretty much survived to the end. I only had a wet I had a wet dream that kind of screwed it up for me. But I don't know if you guys are into that stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. Really. So but you went like through, you did the whole, okay, so you did no fap, no nut, no nothing, no, no touch, whatever. nothing, no form, no nothing, nothing, just, wow. just clear, clean as much as possible. And in the meantime, I found an open now, rate. Now, real quick, real day. quick, are okay. you in a relationship at all? Well, I wasn't before. And in, in, in the first week, I met an amazing woman and oh. we're now in a, in a relationship. So no more pornography, which I wasn't like a, a huge consumer of it, but I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to lie. Right. Well, a lot of guys are, but like during that month of no, whatever, November, did you, man- you, you and you managed to maintain through the whole month? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, the thing is too, like, one that's of, actually kind of wholesome too, by the way. One, yeah. Well, one of the biggest things that you realize with pornography is completely controlled by Jews. Well, hundred percent. It's not just control. It's but manufactured. Guess what, though, a of, yeah. A lot of people aren't aware of that. You know, I know we are, but a lot of people, even as much as I've been in this world of like knowing Jews did 9-11, I didn't realize that some of these impl- industries are just completely. Oh, yeah. Simple. Name and you know, industry. They, I can, they all, it always name, has yeah. been. Name the jobs that nobody you know, classically wanted to do, like the banking and touching the money and making the pornos. 
I mean, I think that the whole story about like, oh, no, just no one wanted to be bankers, so we just had to, you no, know, be bankers and had to control Hollywood to. because it no was, one wanted to. Yeah, was, I don't they, know. They forced us to take the money. They took our tools away and said we couldn't work with our hands anymore. They, and they said, us "You count our money and charge us interest. Otherwise, we will kill your children." What? No, yeah. it's the opposite. <laughs> it's literally the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, they're so gonna count you, your money. They're gonna count your money. They're gonna charge you interest, and they're gonna kill your children. So what I think of when I'm watching porn is I think of the merchant rubbing his hands, and I'm, yeah, I'm like, no, I can't. Then I'm like, no, I don't want to look at it anymore. I'm like, you know what? Because it's also human trafficking, and these. Like one day I was looking at a porno, and down beneath was the. Com- I always look at the comment section, by the way, and anything I'm consuming, whether it's a news article or pornos. If there's a comment section, I hate it when it's like a, a really good news article. You know it's got some divisive stuff in it, but they, they shut up the comments. But anyway, this porno had like RIP, RIP, RIP. I'm like, oh, my God, like this chick died or she killed herself or something. So I'm like certain things like that. And then I think about the merchant. I'm sure it wasn't like RIP to the pussy. I mean, right. <laughs> well, I did ultimately find a comment that kind of explained it. And No, I, I get her, it. I get it. But her death is her death was very, a mystery. Very nice. But, you know, nice. Yes. Very nice. It's a dark world. Somebody to listens say. to come down. So. Yeah. But, and uh, in, 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 in <laughs> porn is uh, like Twitter, for example. You don't need porno. You just need Twitter, by the way. It, Absolutely. But, well, Twitter is porno, pretty much. Well, a lot of people don't know that, though, unless you're like a porno freak. Or, for example, I discovered this in tagging like No Nut November and No Fap. What people do in that other community of, you know, porno freaks is they like to play landmines for people who are actively yeah, trying to look at. Like they want they want you to look at their pornos and like and it's not even just like straight pornos it's like training stuff like dick swinging and shit so they put that with like the no Net November tags so people like me who are trying to like look up like somebody's got a no fab streets got some advice like you learn stuff about yourself with a no like no, not here, touching time out <clears throat> time out time out if I'm doing no nut anything I'm not first of all I'm not telling anybody. Second of all, I'm oh, well. I'm definitely not going on Twitter. But let me tell you something. Like, that's the most important part. Of, by the way, that's the most important part. I, I advise people to let somebody in on it. You don't have to tell the world like I'm doing, but I'm just saying, like well, I, that is what made it so much harder for me to want to do it. Was like I knew people were watching. Like I cannot just do it on day three. Just give up. Know, people dude, are be, like eighty thousand people are going to be disappointed. I know. I just don't know that I could like in all straight facedness look at another man's Twitter post talking about how he's doing no nut November. <laughs> well, it's not even. It's not even about. Okay, so for example, it's not even about for some people that it's it, like jerking off comes with a porno, like a porno addiction. So sure, some people well, are just I, I, I get all that. I get all that. People yeah. have serious issues like life, job changing, like career ending, sure. or the wife sure. walks out on them, or they sure. can't perform, or they become so like addicted to some. It gets like one of the, one of the things that people who aren't addicted to porno or haven't been in this world don't understand is. You just don't stay with vanilla porn. You kind of keep going and branching off, and we're weirder and gayer. That's shit. why. That's why feet pics exist. Yeah, I, that's yeah. why there's so many like trans. And that's everything. what I'm saying. It gets into like weird subsets of stuff, and then it gets to like you know stuff where it gets darker and darker. You yeah. Know? So that's why like the kink.com exists. Yeah. So that's why it's. And that was another thing. Like the media pushes it, so you know it can't be good. It's like the media is saying, "Oh yeah, you should jerk off. You, you should jerk off twenty-one times a day. It's good for your prostate health." You know, it's going to be the opposite. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's just every look at every article that says that, and every single article, it's like somebody Wiseman or you know, Feldstein. Yeah, early life. Yeah. Um, 
No, so, there's no need for early life. You just look at the name. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes with the territory <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, like, did you ever meet any uh, entities that were into porn? <laughs> no. No. I, I might have met a succubus, though. I might have met a succubus. Interesting. Yeah. And I, you I, might I, I have met a succubus. Hold on a second. Tell I, us about that. Well, I wasn't exactly... Um, you know, you take acid and you can have entities um, possess you. I've had experiences where I could. I've never people. had that happen with acid. Uh, oh, many times, good and bad. Whoa, really? Oh yeah. Could you? I've never had an entity. Yeah, I've me. never, not one time, I've ever done acid. Probably, I don't know how many times. Like I was doing John Lewis type stuff, like you know, altered states. The movie, like you could say that that was my life for two years. Where I was doing as much as I could, as, with as much time offered to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing is, like you can only blow your mind out so many times with the LSD and mushrooms. And you start stacking that stuff, and you put, you know, you go to MDMA, yeah, or you know, you do, or you do like I know, I know. I went on trip. tour. I did, I did fish tour for a couple of years. So yeah. Oh, then you would know all about it. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a <clears throat> bass music kind of guy. Yeah. So like, as far as like <laughs> heroic, like there EDM. were times like. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get you. Heroic, like heroic type. Do you like? um Oh, go ahead. You're saying something. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I've never had an entity possess me. I've seen entities like manifest in front of me. Like I saw like what I can only describe as like Baphomet, like manifest in my fiance's makeup table once. (laughs) That was pretty wild. What? I've looked in the mirror and I've seen myself as like, for example, one time I I was like, I'm probably like two or three tabs of acid in a couple, like the weed and acid were my favorite combo when I was really doing it a lot. Because um, the weed would just take the acid trip to the next oh, yeah. level. Um, but Especially well, dabs. Like another, oh, oh yeah, well, that's dangerous territory there. That's like you get into a coughing fit of like an endless, you know, loop of, of badness. Of, of no, you just got to take it easy with the dabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just try not to cough, dude. Don't take such a big hit. <laughs> but you know how it is. Sometimes you. Uh, oh, yeah. No, go, no, you, absolutely. You're like trying to be, or, you're like, want to make sure you get your 40 bucks worth. Yeah, I get it. Or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you don't like feel it going down as much when you're like on mm-hmm. LSD and you, right. you do the dab. You don't feel it going in at all. So you just like rip that shit. And oh, then, yeah. And then when fun. you exhale, you realize you just you're inhaled like, oh, the fuck. entire herb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I done goofed. Yeah. And then you're dying on the moon. Minutes. Let's see. I had, uh, I had a, an entity give me an upgrade one time in the float tank and I could feel it being put in my head. An upgrade, really, to your like your hard drive, like like my consciousness somehow. It was like some kind of metaphysical technology. It wasn't mm. a literal like. Yeah, I've heard stories about in my head too. Like these entities gave me an upgrade, and like Did Adderall, you feel anything and, physically. I felt better. I felt. I mean, better. like as it was happening. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I felt like there was like you're okay. So you're laying naked in a float tank. Your eyes are open completely, and it's completely dark. And by the way, that's the way I recommend it because one thing you realize, and I realize this with many people coming out of the tank, saying that they would have more hallucinations in the float tank with their eyes open versus closed. I really thought about that for a while. And it came to me one day that when your eyes are closed, like in the float tank, you're, you're relaxing every single muscle as much as you can. Well, right. with your eyes closed, you're actually flexing your eyelids. With your eyes open, they're actually uh, not flexed. So there's something that happens when you're laying there and you're not seeing anything with, with your eyes open. Your, your mind starts to fill in the space or... It, through breathing and relaxation, your body literally like shifts your vibration to another level where you 
do, I think, reach sometimes, sometimes a height, either through psychedelics or your own breathing techniques, where you open up. A now, hang reality. on a second. Are you saying that you hold your eyes closed as to holding your eyes open? No, no. I, I'm saying you in the tank. I recommend people leave them open because right. that's leaving your muscles not flex. Like when you when you when you close your eyelids, you're flexing your muscles. You're flexing what muscles? So you're flexing your muscles to close your eyes. So basically, your eye muscles. Yeah. Huh. So because that was the thing. I'm like, wait a minute. You're laying there with every single muscle relaxed except your eyelids. Like leave those fuckers open. I thought your is, eyelids were flexed when they were open. It was that the holding them open was no. Nah, if you sit as like comfortably as you possibly can, just relax all your muscles. Your eyelids stay a little bit open. They do. Hmm. Your eyes. You have to use effort to close your eyes. Hmm. You, are you holding your eyes back right now to keep them open? Do you feel like that? I feel like my eyes are relaxed when they're open. Like, yeah, me too. Them. I know. I, I, know I think it might be a, like a semi involuntary thing at that at that certain point. Right. This has happened. This happens to me all the time when I'm exhausted. I get, I get involuntary erections when I'm exhausted. I know when I'm exhausted when I start getting involuntary erections. Has that ever happened to you? Nope. Um, I'm, I'm talking like I'm talking like not, not sleeping for like two days. Tired. It's been oh. a long time since. Oh. Well, it's. Been I don't think I know what you're talking about, but me. usually it's because I'm like riding in the car. It's a bit. Well, that's part of it too. But it's maybe been a long that, time like, since I had any of that kind of insomnia, though. I'm just saying the mind and the body are weird things. They work oh, in absolutely, they are. They, they definitely do. Yeah. So the mind doesn't process eyes being open and no visual stimulation. You know, it, it processes it differently. It kind of mm. compensates, or and like I said, through breathing and bringing your own, you know, chemical mixture. Like one time, I my one time my brain was completely and utterly fried from MDMA the night before. So fried that when I called my friend to set up the appointment, I could barely get the words out. But he understood enough to book the appointment. I came out of the tank and my brain was just running as smooth as it could. Hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. Just yeah, like the day after MDMA, I mean, oh, well, the next like two days. Well, yeah, you're completely you're completely drained of dopamine. You're, uh, yeah, you're, all, of your, all of your endorphin levels are shot. Like if I had an endless amount of money, like if I had a billion dollars, I wouldn't buy anything, but like, like I want to put a float tank in an airport, for example, because one thing floating is good for, like you lose three or four hours across the country flying. I did recently go into Colorado. And if I had in my layoff period, you know, I had another flight to catch. I could have caught up because one hour in the float tank is equivalent to four to six hours of deep rest. Really? So you catch, so you catch back up. So if you are, Oh, I definitely recommend post psychedelic experience because you can ground your experience comfortably. You can, because you know, post LSD you're fried, post MDMA you're fried. Those are both amphetamine based psychedelics. Mushrooms are a little bit more gentle, but still, you're kind of like your vibration's pretty high, but it's sure. kind of like resting back into your body, which is at a little lowered state. You're not as elevated, and you're and you're like, you know, you've you kind of exhausted your adrenal gland probably too, especially if you're smoking weed and doing psychedelics. Your adrenal glands are smoked at the end of a a trip. So floating, it gives you so much. You're laying in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. You know, like think about a little bath at home. You put a what a, a pound in or whatever, a couple scoops. Maybe, yeah. This is this is fifty, this is fifty, twenty pound no, this is twenty, fifty pound bags. Wow. This Damn. is a this is a mountain of That's a lot uh, of salt. Lovely. And yeah. that's the thing, salt's gone up to in the past few years. Like just like everything else. Like I'm a big green tea drinker. My green tea on Amazon, I was looking at it today, the fucking company doesn't even offer the auto ship anymore. 
it's double the price for the case of green tea. So certain things, and I looked into it, it's like the shipping containers, the way they charge for space and stuff, it's like killing the green tea industry. Um, so it's just weird. Like this, we're in this stupid ass post COVID world. You can have and to people, grow your own, bro. I guess so. And, and another thing that pisses me off is like people who uphold, who uphold the narrative unconsciously. For example, somebody was talking about how the world goes through both like epic, epic bad things. And like every like 70 to a hundred years. And they're like, yeah, COVID-19 was that thing. I'm like, dude, COVID-19 was manufactured. I go, that didn't have to happen. Right. Lots of people got killed, killed out of scaring people to go take the vaccine. Like my dad died because they would give him ivermectin in the hospital. Uh, even though we begged and pleaded with him, he got killed just like a ton of other people did. So those hospitals could make money. They could give him the remdesivir, which I hate Trump now because he pushed it. That's one thing. I like Trump, but you realize he's Zion Don, and nothing's really gotten done. In fact, Zion Don pushed a lot of things, like pushed the trans and the gay shit further. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. He loves, loves, loves Donald he Trump. Loves. Zion Don. Donald Trump loves trannies so much, he married three of them, and he bought the Miss Universe pageant. Mm, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can't be president without marrying a tranny. Well, yeah. I mean, well, Absolutely. The that's first. the thing. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an expert transvestigator. Are you? Yeah, you well, know we've had Mr. That. E. You know we've had Mr. E on twice. Have you? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Love, love that Mark. Mark's a great guest. He's awesome. Love that guy. A lot of who's fun. Your favorite, who's your favorite trans celebrity couple? My favorite trans celebrity couple? Ooh. None of them. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with none. But if I had to pick, uh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Oh, that's it. Well, that's old school. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I don't like, know. Uh, I don't honestly. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. That's and, just obvious. That one's obvious. But, you know, like and, Tom Brady. Okay, okay. When, when, when Tom Johnny, Brady and Giselle Bunchausen. Yeah. yeah. You think a woman can be that good at in playing the NFL? What's that? A woman? Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. <clears throat> that's the whole thing. A woman can be that good in playing the NFL. It wasn't a but woman. She, that's not a woman. That thing was. That thing was changed to male in the womb. I'm sure, but born still with, you know, estrogen and a vagina and all was the, it though? All the, but was it? Yeah. But at the same time, like with all kinds okay, we're of, not, we're, we're not just talking about NFL. We're talking about one of the greatest of all time. Dude, it in, was, in yeah, yeah. But he was a woman born with a penis and balls, but like, like who, dude, honestly, who Is that what you're saying? the hell knows with any of this kind I'm of I'm just stuff. saying like, I, I could see Tom Brady as a man marrying like, Oh, being on Obama, like being a guy having a penis, but and being born that way, but also into like marrying being, a tranny. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of what I, I mean, think. Maybe, like, I don't, maybe, I, don't, maybe, I think, I think, like, I think, I think Tom Brady's time, a man though. I, think, I do too. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know because we don't know any of these. We actually don't Here's know another any one. of these people. Gwen Stefani and Blake Sheldon. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I could see Gwen Stefani being a tranny, but like, oh, big time. And that's the thing. Oh, like, Blake Sheldon does have. No, Gwen hair. Stefani's been a tranny the whole time, ever since like 1990. And so, like, no it, doubt. Yeah. Ah, very <laughs> funny, Hudson. Thank you. Oh, man. Same but yeah, Flo, what you were saying about how keeping your eyes open is more effective. I've noticed that also with like DMT, even like in a dark, if you do it in like a dark room. Well, that's the thing. You have to no do it light. in a dark room. I wouldn't recommend DMT open eye unless you have a ton of it because if you, like most people have a, just you know, one chance at it or it's not going to be a while until you see it or you're just inexperienced with smoking. Like here's the thing, like some people aren't smoking cigarettes or weed and they want to smoke yeah. DMT, right? Well, the thing about DMT, if you do it like the classical Terrence McKenna way is this. 
it's you take three hits mm-hmm. off of like a crack pipe, right? You have to have like a pretty crack, much, yeah. You have to pretty do much a crack pipe. It's, yeah. it's what it is. It's just glass, and and you have to like, or a meth pipe, really. Yeah, it's a meth sure. pipe with the the copper. But you have to take three hard hits of that and hold it in. Yeah. Okay, or and, and this is even worse for somebody who's not a smoker. I know people that dab DMT. Okay, and that's just like almost an instantaneous blast off if you do it right. I've done that. Yep, that's the only way I've ever done it. So there you go. But you're you're smokers, right? Um, most a lot of oh, people aren't that want to do weed, DMT. Yeah, like cigarettes. The, the yeah, you can you can always tell a pot smoker you smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> that's how you know they're a pot smoker because they have to oh, qualify yeah. first. Cigarettes? No. Cigarettes? No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they they yeah. have to determine what which one it is. No, I don't smoke, dude. No, no. But uh, like people want to smoke the DMT pens, but they're not as effective. They're not. No, it's, it's it's harder. Like they, to, it's really harder to get like a full blast off. But of then it. again, but if it's fully charged and like like you can, I mean, new. it works. But it still helps to have, like I said, uh, leather lungs. You really have to be able to hold the hit in. That's the key. Yeah. The harder you hold the hit in, the more you're going to have a possibility of breaking through. Because here's another thing that happens with DMT. DMT is kicked me out the first time. I I took enough. Like went the hardcore way, and I just did it like a man and just blasted off as hard as I could off a, a dab, and boom. But it was like a roller coaster ride that it was like, okay, a roller coaster ride through a DMT, aka Alex Gray painting. Um, and then it ends up at a wall. And the DMT, the DMT told me, it's like, you can't come any further until you do X, Y, and Z in your life. Make these changes and then come on back. And then the DMT is like, don't worry about finding it. The DMT finds you. And that's the advice I give to anybody, by the way, that wants DMT is just relax. If you're in the right space for it, when the student is ready, the, the, the teacher uh, will appear. Yes. And so DMT will come Very to That you is something that uh, that is something that is overlooked far too often. And that's any psychedelic too, not just DMT. Like for example, no, for sure. people people who struggle with marijuana that want to do ayahuasca and they have a trouble manifesting that or you know making the experience happen through money or finding it somebody that's willing to do it, or they're not willing to go to like South America, is you have to stop smoking weed. Like the spirits are adverse to each other. They're two female spirits and they're jealous. Like ayahuasca is female. Ayahuasca is ultimately DMT um, in another form. It's, it's a long, it's a, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a long oral version of DMT, which DMT experiences can be five to 15 minutes. I recommend closing the eyes, but if you have a dark room and your experience with psychedelics, um, but in, in another thing, let me qualify with DMT is you really have to say, is it the frog? Or is it the, you know, it's NN DMT. Yeah, I've never done the 5-MEO. Versus the 5-MEO, which is the toad DMT. Most people experience the toad as a clear light and it's God, whatever they conceive that as, and and love, and it's infinite, and all the the good stuff. It's usually rare that, uh, and usually if the trip is bad, it's because you need to do something different in your life. It's trying to tell you something. A lot of times, you know, for example, I won't do psychedelics anymore until I do... It wants me to quit weed, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to quit it on my own time. And so I know every time I go back to mushrooms or acid, it's basically the same message, which is you need to do this. Otherwise, we can't really go any further. So it's like heed the advice, you know, or understand that when you go back, it might be the same experience or worse. You know, another thing, experiences have never been repeatable. Even though I've tried to meet the conditions almost perfectly, it's obviously never repeatable. So. Yeah. Don't go, go, don't go chasing after experiences. People get lost in psychedelics because of that. Yeah, even like you can smoke DMT and then smoke it again fifteen minutes later, and it'll be a completely different experience. Like you won't, yeah. most likely won't go back where you no. just were. No, you've no. never. I've I've never had that happen where you go back to that 
to the same place. Mm-mm. One thing I've tried if, to understand with EMT. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was saying if, if in fact, like, have you, have you tried like breaking through like twice in the same, in the same time or the same session or whatever? Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's much more doable with the pen. The pen is actually kind of microdose. Mm-hmm. And so with like floating, for example, living there and doing it for so long, it's made me really able to be still and quiet quickly and meditate. No problem. And that's recommended for psychedelics. Like I used to call LSD a meditator's drug because the, the more quiet and still on the outside you could be, it's an inner journey with LSD. Yes, the world outside of you um, could be fantastical. The walls could be, you know, breathing and it, it, things could just appear in a different way that's hilarious. You could just be on the floor and laughing fit, right? Sometimes with acid. But I recommend getting still and taking these psychedelics inward because they're, you know, unbelievable, unexplainable, ineffable experiences that can happen especially dmt like dmt you're seeing colors that you can't that don't exist here yeah how do you even yeah. explain that mm-hmm. yeah like impossible geometry and oh, yeah. yeah like you actually said actually seeing that, literal sacred geometry yeah here's, a, here's another thing i think that i need is important to talk about with psychedelics in general and and also in its application to uh entities like people are like am i experiencing the devil or these dark things as a as a subjective reality or an objective reality like do they really exist independent of my consciousness or my theory is they are a mirror of your inner world and, and one thing i noticed um on acid when i would smoke weed and really hit that first hit and this happens i think well you're not on acid of course but i think i was getting a glimpse into like your relative state of polarity if you're high or low if you're in a good space or a dark space you're opening up portals to entities relative to your energy. So if you're in a dark spot, you're not feeling good, suicidal, things, you know, you're, things are not good for you mentally, you're going to probably encounter hallucinations, mirrors, um, entities, spirits that are relative to that dimension, or I think also mirrors of your unconscious stuff. And also the inverse is true. You're experiencing that if you're like, like if you do all the work, like if you fast and you, like for example, ayahuasca, de- I, I can't even say if I'm so stoned, the dieta like, or that they give you, the, the ayahuasquero, the shaman. is well, A lot of stuff is like, you know, for example, you can't smoke weed. At least you got to give it up for a month before the session. You know, they want you to be as clear and clean as possible. No cheeseburgers. They want you to eat, you know, like vegetarian or vegan, a very clean, you know, as much as possible. You want to take as many layers off before getting into the, you know, chemical bath. Let it do the rest. You know, it, like for example, if you are drinking off or having tons of sex and watching pornos and eating cheeseburgers and you know, it's full on consumerism, materialism, zog loving, zog chow eating person, just consume, consume, consume blindly. And you go to your psychedelic experience, it's just going to be taking those layers off. Nothing's like some people go to like ayahuasca experiences and like nothing happened. And so yeah. Like, but they, I, I go, I go yeah. you, you listen to the guy and like, they're like, no, I had like, if I, I had five guys before I got here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's also the people that take acid or, you know, mushrooms and then just like watch a Marvel movie or some shit. I mean, I do that too sometimes because I do too every now and then, but it's like, yeah, uh, what's, like what's wrong I, with I know that people, that's then. like their full experience. One of the greatest experiences in my life, and I'm glad this happened, was, you know, like 2001 The Space Odyssey is my favorite movie of all time. And it's a really good drug movie, any drug movie, but definitely psychedelics. And definitely even sober it's like just one of the greatest movies of all time and it holds up to this day and so in 2018 the 50th anniversary it was going around like the big cinemas i'm like oh this is finally my chance to do mushrooms 
and sit like just in that right spot where the, the screen is just consuming you and you're really in it. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. So there's certain things I definitely, certain media, music, for example, music on acid, phenomenal. It's Especially, the best thing ever. It's like my favorite thing to do is listen to like an album or something. Or the right album, the right time. Like one time I woke up and you know, YouTube just randomly going through stuff. I, while I was sleeping, it was just finding me random stuff that it thought I would like. And I woke up and it was like the songs that the mushrooms would have chosen. It was like this Tiesto like mix from like 10 years ago. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is like when the people hook the mushrooms up to the little sensors and they're making little sounds. It was like music that those little things would like. I'm like, wow, this is what, like the mushrooms were like, I was dialed into the mushroom reality. And it was like the mushrooms were putting on a concert for me through YouTube. Yeah, no, I, I that's one of my favorite things about mushrooms too I've is like, there either during the experience or, or afterwards i'll hear the most incredible music i've ever heard playing just in my mind in your head yes yeah and it inspires me too whenever yeah. i decide yeah. to dabble in yeah. music production that's what's interesting about uh mushrooms is it's never you, you can't tell if it's going to be a good experience on five grams or a bad experience on half a gram that's one thing the mushroom told me specifically one night i was on the ground you know I had friends that were with me and they took handfuls of it and they were fine. They weren't, they weren't normal trippers. I was pretty much a pro at this point. And I just said a little bit, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be the little trip sitter. I'm just going to take like half a grand. No big deal. I was on the ground like, and it was kicking my ass. And it was showing me. It's like, look, it's like, remember the time you took five grams and you had all the preparation and nothing happened. And now look at you, you are not prepared for this at all. And we're kicking your ass. Like, the, the mushrooms are like, the point is we control the trip. And so when I have people over or they want mushrooms, I'm like, yeah, you just need to take as much as you feel like you can eat. Stop when you feel like you should stop. Because I do feel like sometimes when I'm eating a bunch, because the thing is that you got to eat a bunch faster oh, than, yeah. than, it hit, than it starts hitting. Because at a certain point, it hits till, it hits the note, maybe your throat closes up or you get too mental about it. Or it's like the texture. I'm not, I'm not a big like eater of mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like some people can't eat them at all. Like some people I make mean, caps for. Um, just like swallow like a pill. And some yeah. people, the, the best way is in a candy bar, like really grind yeah, it up. Yeah, chocolate. Mix them with some chocolate. Oh, yeah, chocolates are, chocolates are really good. Yeah. So that's, that's my number one recommended way. But well, the, dark the chocolate, way, like, well, the thing is, is dark chocolate and the psilocybin, it uh, reacts with each other and enhances the whole experience. Okay, very nice. Good to know. Yes. I will make sure that it's dark chocolate next time. Another thing I've been told recently is that you can use like, MAOI inhibitors like, you know, a harmaline and, you know, take a little bit of it with water or something uh, a few hours prior to your psychedelic experience and it enhances it, makes the come up not as uh, bumpy and kind of just makes it more clear. I haven't actually tried it yet, but that's what I've heard. Oh, yeah. I recommend also um, Lemon Tech, which is. You guys want oh, Lemon Tech. That was always good for like a Tuesday night concert. Let me explain Lemon Tech uh, versus like regular. Yes. I'll explain a few ways. First of all, what Lemon Tech is for the uninitiated is you're mixing the lemons and the mushrooms together to extract the psilocybin faster. And so it gets in your system faster, but it moves through it faster. So the trip is more intense, but it's faster and it's over quicker. Um, I recommend, uh, by the way, the recipe is just get some mushrooms, have some lemon juice, not too much. You don't want to just destroy it with acid, but grind them up, mix them together, let them sit for about 15, 20 minutes. You can take that mixture, just eat it, or I recommend putting it in a tea or something like that, but you have to eat all of it. 
Some people are like, just run hot water through it like tea and, and don't eat the material. No, you have to eat the material. Yeah, That's, you definitely you, have to. You have to. Material. Now, you, you could get a small buzz off of straining them and, and getting that juice, but I'm telling you, if you want that, like, let me explain it like this. Taking mushrooms normally, whether it's through chocolate or just eating them straight up, it's like a plane taking off a runway. That's pretty intense, but that's what it's like for most people. This, like, lemon tech is like going up in the fucking rocket. It is just, <laughs> it is vertical, okay? It is all vertical. There's I mean, no is it, do you prefer it that way? I mean, do, like, is the come up, because, like, honestly, I, I would kind of prefer that because sometimes the come up, especially on mushrooms, can be, well, like, it just very depends. uncomfortable. It just depends on what I'm prepared to take, how much time I have on my hands. Sometimes you don't right. have six hours, you know? No, like, definitely. Sometimes you want to have a trip in like two hours, go to bed and go to work the next day. Yeah. I'll be tripping. I mean, you're still going to be ringing like a bell a little bit, but, and that's the thing though. It is like going off in a rocket. You want to lay down sometimes. You're going to probably be, this is going to give you, because if people do mushrooms, they know about being in fetal position and shaking. I think we all know about that. Oh yeah. Um, and this is going to take you in that position more than likely. Now I've never puked on mushrooms in any form. That's just me. Cause I me do either. the work. Um, good for you. But sometimes people get nauseous. They want to pee. Yeah, I never have either. Um, this will get you there more than the other way will. But like I said, you're going to have maybe a two or three hour trip versus a six or four, four or five hour trip, six hour trip at the most. I mean, sometimes it depends. Like if you're going to take like more than five grams of mushrooms, we're looking at a potential DMT like experience. Yeah. But, like one time I took five grams of penis envy mushrooms and that's like taking like eight grams of mushrooms really because <laughs> penis envy has more psilocybin in it per the normal mushrooms. It's penis like envy. Yeah. And, and they really look like penises too. They really do. Yeah. They do. No, they do. Um, more than almost any other mushroom. But these are the most intense, I would say. And if you do the research, I think most of the people's experience would agree that these are more than not the most uh, intense. And by doing the research, you mean eating the mushrooms? That, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. taking my experience and, and going to like E-Route or uh, you know, forums. Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I can never remember it. Arrowhead, whatever. It's, yeah. I've been going there since like 2001. Same. But here's the thing, I work in a pharmacy and potential interactions and stuff. Like some it's not just about like psychedelic. People have their, you know, like normal pharmaceutical experiences with other non-pharmaceutical drugs on there too. Because sometimes it's not, you know, what does how is Adderall gonna act with weed? How yeah. is you know what I mean? Like if I if I take mushrooms and I'm on like I think what is it called? Um serotonin syndrome, like there's certain drugs you shouldn't take and, and be on and take psychedelics. And yeah, example, SSRI. SSRI, SSRI yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a whole world. It definitely is, dude. Um, one of the one of the things about um, mushrooms that I was thinking about is like you can have terrifying experiences. I mean, like first, like it, 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 like you said earlier, the mushrooms are in control of your trip, and it's based a lot about like where you're at mentally. But um, I've mostly had good experiences, but I definitely I had, a, I had an experience, you know, a, a couple of years ago where I was like, I thought the trip was like winding down, but I had just done like a dab and I went to go wash my hands because like for some reason, everything felt sticky all of a sudden. And I was like, what the hell? This is weird. And I like smelled this like kind of odor. And I was like. This is reminding me of like a, like what I've heard about like demons and I but it was just like a throwaway thought. I went to go wash my hands and I start looking at my hands while I'm washing them and they're like translucent. But the more I look at them, I can see like 
reptilian okay. scales. So like, then you're like high definition. Okay. So then you're like, okay, I'm tripping. You know, I call LSD. That's what I should have done, yeah. but I was like, okay, I'm tripping, but the mushrooms are allowing me, like I, I've opened up a portal and now there's a demon trying to inhabit my no. body. Okay, LSD. hang on a second. Stop, 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 stop. Drugs make your brain see things differently. Okay. I would say that they, yeah, I think you're they, not, they, they, you're, you're, uh, like yeah. The, now I've done, reality. I've done, I've done mushrooms and been able to see like auras of gay people. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No, I'm not like, that's not a joke. That's like the truth. When no, I, was, I believe it, dude, I mean, I, you can, it, it enhances stuff. Like you see me, things that wait, you let can't me, saw the gay sparkle. So, so, I mean, I may be a reptilian guys. I don't know. No, no. Listen, no. LSD is the lizard skin dimension. Right. It, LSD for sure, but this was right, mushrooms. That was what was like it's basically okay, the so same frequency. extra strange about it. And then I felt like I was like, like you know, the little voice in your head that you just talked to. I felt like it was like, I wasn't sure if it was my own voice in my head or if it was like, but I realized that I was just imagining all this shit because I was listening to too many podcasts. So eventually I calmed down, you know, but like, it makes things hyper. Rognack, your microphone is in your, your armpit. Yeah, again. Wow. In your yeah. pocket. Yeah. When he talks, he looks like his cartoon, like he's in a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like your mask, like like yeah. The picture you have, it's 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 like it's like Zoltar. Like a soundproof Maltar. mask. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Hilarious. It's it's from uh oh, what's it from? Fucking uh Space Ghost. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, yeah. Moltar. Yeah. Moltar. Yeah. Moltar. yeah. You know another crazy one that a lot of people don't talk about too much because it's a little uh, not it's not as popular, but What's that? Uh, one, of, one of my favorite, absolute favorite is. Um, What's that? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. It'll come to me. No. A salvia divinorum. Oh yeah, that's actually the first psychedelic that I ever tried when what? I was like seventeen. What salvia? Salvia? Yeah, salvia. salvia. Salvia yeah, divinorum. Salvia. I like. I did it like one time. It was. It sucked. I was. I'm, I'm I had a lot of fun the first time. Like actually, both times that I tried it, I had a lot of fun. The first time uh, we were in this like closet under the stairs that had that you know these like college kids um because i was like going to college and uh they had like stars and shit like glow in the dark stars on the wall and stuff and like we i was in there with one of my fat friends and okay. as soon as i hit the salvia and started like blasting off his head turned into a big mac box made out of the glow in the dark stars and it was the funniest thing i've yeah, ever yeah. seen like That's i was laughing so classic. hard yeah, okay it was so funny Salvia, it, you can be like an inanimate object for 10,000 years. You can know that in the space of like two minutes. Yeah, um, I've heard that. You can, it's like, sometimes you can be like in a MC Escher drawing. You can be in that living in that, but on acid in that way. It, it feels like you're in the MC Escher drawing, but it's beyond that. It's beyond bizarre. Beyond explainable. Like See, it's ineffable. Yeah, there's yeah. been times My when I've. experiences like that. There's been times when I've done like ketamine where I felt like I was in the Lego movie. Hell yes, I know exactly. You know what's interesting about ketamine, and, and it's an interesting thing about psychedelics in general, is the imprint of uh, cultural usage over span of time. For example, ayahuasca, classic mm -hmm. ayahuasca experiences. You you don't even have to be in the jungle to have it happen. You get you know jungle imagery. You get panthers and you get masks. And you sure. Get, you know, even if you're taking it here in Florida or New York, wherever you're taking it. Um, but the inverse of that is like the domain of ketamine is relatively empty and it's full of modern stuff. It's like kind of LSD is a technological uh, 20th, 20th, it's like a pinnacle 20th century drug um, 
of like mental and electricity. Like I always associate acid with LSD with electricity. Well, like um, I'm, I'm talking about like <clears throat> actually doing the stuff and then walking around and everybody is like a Lego figure. I know exactly you know what, what you're mean? talking about. Like, uh, but uh, like when it, a lot of times what I get on ketamine is like blocky, but like pastel looking almost. That's what yeah. I'm there's not much of a, there's not much of a mental imprint over time. Cause it's a relatively new drug to the collective. Is what I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe ketamine that's why it's, really yeah, it's like a Roblox. It's not very defined. Like it's like, like, it's, like more, bit, more, it's like eight bit versus 64 bit graphics. Right. Yeah, and like that makes sense. That makes sense. Vibe. What's yeah. that? Was that last part? Mushrooms is, mushrooms is a lot of times an alien vibe for me. Um, I feel no. For me, mushrooms is more of a natural. Like I actually feel like the earth in me. It you goes I mean? back and forth for me. It, it, either like, it will I actually, be what Johnny like, said, or like, it will be like an like, alien vibe. And this is weird, but like especially when when you go to pee. And when you're on that's when it hits, dude. This is yeah, and but you just like the earth and all the 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 whatever it is is just like okay, we're all part of this one collective thing, and this is the energy that's flowing through you, and we're taking this and we're gonna put it here, and it's gonna come back through you through the top of your. It's weird because it's what are you doing at the right? But also, but also, guys, 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 it's drugs. So there's like that part where like literally you're just in your living room going oh man oh. <laughs> and you're just on your I couch. never knew my blanket looked so awesome right but like if somebody came in like I've come home from work like in my roommates were like on ketamine in my living room in like the deepest of k-holes and I walk in and I just see like three people in my living room and you can't see what I'm doing right now but I'm like like arms and legs splayed okay and oh yeah! Like the face, and they're just like, oh. But in their mind, they're like having like an entire Tron adventure. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're on. Yeah, they're on Mars. Life. They're on Mars communing with God. There was a time I I did. We were doing. We did ketamine, and I was on the moon, standing on the moon, looking down on my apartment in New Britain, Connecticut, looking down at my apartment. Into my window, I could see myself in my chair. And I was standing there on the moon with God. I've had that. I'm not. I've had the God. And, the and I handed. And I hand, and either I don't remember if God handed me a cigarette or if I handed God a cigarette. I remember there was a cigarette exchange, and he was like, "You have to stop doing this." <laughs> and that's what, I remember that. And I was like, "I'm like, okay, so no more drugs." He's like, "Well, you just have to stop doing this." Oh my god, I have no oh. idea what that means. And then I was the K hole was over with. And I was like, because they're like, you know, like what, a minute and a half. Did you stop smoking? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. But like that's the thing, is like it's drugs though. Like it's drugs. Is any of it real? Well, yeah, it's we're all just a bunch of chemical bags. What's that? We are that's right. Weird. We are just a bunch of chemical bags, right? We're a bunch of chemicals in a sack being fed by a, an electric battery. Which is a uh, cholesterol computer? Yeah, we're a quantum uh, bio machine. Yeah, Ugh. which actually produces its own electricity. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, strange. Can you hear me a little better? Now we can. Yeah, your your microphone's not your okay. Armpit. Yeah. So the thing you were saying about like you looked like you were transparent or like turning into a lizard. If we can only see certain spectrums. 
but maybe you can see more on the light spectrum when you either enhance this filter or damage it, right? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. I've heard that there's patterns on our skin. Like we have like zebra patterns or something like that. You know, like maybe like the avatar people, like like James Cameron's avatar. Oh God. Well, I don't mean to bring up any kind of stupid movie, but like we have stripes or something and you can't see them on your skin. Hmm. I've heard that. man. I saw scales. Lizard people tend to show up in lower frequency situations. Like a lot of times in jails, uh, my, my brother worked in a jail. He's like, I saw lizard people a lot of times. And I'm like, you know what? That must be a shift into a lower frequency where a demon parasite low that uh, usually is not seeable has somehow reached you, the, the realms have merged and it's like emerged into our realm somehow. Like, you know what I mean? My, my brother was probably at a low frequency is what I'm saying when he saw it and oh, he was yeah. able to tap in. You know, today they match their frequencies for whatever reason in that space of time, and a demon appeared. You know, through, you know, through his face. But you know, so we're like, we all exist on this free frequency range, right? Coexisting simultaneously. All you have to do is turn the dial, and then you're on to the next station. But it's right there on top of you and below you, or next to you on either side. You know, on a frequency band. Yeah, my first ever mushroom experience. I could like focus and hear the frequency, and like. I was noticing my consciousness, like I could see different things. It was either going up or down based on like how I was tuning the frequency and like reality was just completely changing while I was doing this. And for Mm. a second, I couldn't remember the right frequency of like this normal, you know, base reality or whatever. When you say say changing, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, like it's like an oscillating frequency. And for whatever reason at that time, I could like, tune my consciousness to like whichever one of these frequencies i like at will like i just had to listen to a different part of the frequency and and like my consciousness would like react to it like everything would change and yeah for a second i like like remember the right one to get back to but it was like like what what do you mean like from what to what it would change like the visual like literally like what i was seeing visually like it was a mm-hmm. pretty high dose of mushrooms and right. so like right so you know, like what were you looking were at like everywhere. what were you what were you looking at like in real life what were you looking i was at? just laying in bed oh, okay. i was like laying in bed in my room i think i was like oh, okay. 18 or 19 okay. and uh it was just like looking at, around my room mm-hmm. i would go down or yeah down a frequency and like the walls would just be blank and the room would be empty and then like I would go up and then I was just somewhere else completely like uh, it was like just a sacred geometry kind of realm. And but it was like in between two, they it was it was changing like slightly as I was changing the frequencies. And then I had to kind of remember what I had in my room to get back to like the normal like regular frequency i had to like remember okay i had a tv here i have a poster here and then they would like appear back to me hmm. as i'm like figuring out the right frequency to get back to hmm. interesting i used to do that in the float tank i used to something similar which was i wanted to see if like multiverse exists and i think there's a possibility that we can have an objective reality of like you know god given rules of like living a certain way and then multiverses can still exist as, as a reality that not, uh, you know what I mean? So what I'm, what I'm saying is this, I would get in a float tank and I would raise my vibrations of gratitude and eating a certain way, you know, vegan or vegetarian. I still eat meat, but in terms of like shifting your vibration temporarily, you want to eat meat, ground yourself. Like that's great. You can do that. Um, and if you want to go, go lower, eat like shit. 
and hate yourself and, you know, start doing low frequency <laughs> things, jerk off endlessly to low frequency stuff. Just do stuff like that. You know, eventually start magnetizing to lower frequency realms. But if you want to go higher, which is what I was doing was I was trying to prove multiverse. I was trying to get to a better, like the highest version of God's reality possible. Uh, and I was like purifying myself, doing no fat, living in a float center, all the fun float universe stuff I did two, two or three years ago. And I did reach a point. I thought I would get out of the float tank sometimes and there would be more Mandela effects, meaning things would change. Like some days I would get out of the float tank and I'd go to McDonald's and the menu would completely change. Like one day I got out of the float tank and I was in the reality where McDonald's was now offering breakfast all day long. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, well, they I were for a while. They did. They brought that. That never existed before. But they, yeah. I, I woke up one day and I was in a float tank where, like, like that was the subtlety of the reality. And like, the more conscious you are, the more you can recognize the synchronicities in your life, and the more you can come aligned to like, what I call God's perfect path. Mm, definitely. And, and so I was trying to get there, like, consciously through like a prayer, thankful, being thankful. Like, if you want to shift your vibration right now, just be thankful. Start counting your blessings and being thankful to whatever you call God, and that will start a chain of events. Uh, through frequency at the core of your heart, because that's really where it matters, belief and uh, gratitude, faith, all that stuff. But really, gratitude is the way up the ladder. And so through that, I, w I understood that it seemed like you know, multiverse could be a possibility that I'm frequency changing myself, but it's like so thing. There's nothing, every, every once in a while something big would happen. Like COVID-19 was unexpected, actually, um, in terms of, I didn't think it was going to last that long. I didn't think they were going for it. And then when they started going for it, I'm like, okay, that's when I really shifted my attitude. And then I really got like, I totally shifted my energy when my dad died. I'm like, you know what? This is the hell I'm going to die on. I know who's doing yeah. these things. Nobody's saying it. And and then people like climbing opening the door, are really helping. But I'm, I don't care anymore. Like I am going to a, create my own reality out of Zog and I'm finding people, similarly, similarly like-minded people that are already making their own way successfully uh, beyond me. And so there's there's possibilities and hope. And if you're in alignment with God's truth, I think um, you don't have too much to fear. And, you know, what you can't provide for yourself, you know, God will you know, provide for you, hopefully. But for, prepare, like wake up to the fact that you, if, the ship, if the system doesn't collapse, they're looking for control. And you're going to have to start making compromises like uh, money, being digital and then negative interest rates, you either spend or it goes away, stuff like that. And if you don't have ways out of the system, if you don't have a network of people like a local co-op or you grow your own stuff and you know people you can trade with, like really if the shit goes down, but if it doesn't go down like that, it's going for more control. So one way or the other, you're going to have to probably be a little bit more self-sufficient. That's so, one thing we've been, we talk about here a lot is oh, be yeah. as self-sufficient, well, self-sufficient as possible. Yeah, that, that's the most important thing because with conspiracy stuff, you're just scaring people. You're making it worse if you're not providing a solution. Oh no! And that well, that well, yeah. And that's Alex Jones's part is to be the Pied Piper that produces no solution whatsoever, just chases people around with. The, well, that's another thing you realize the 9/11 research is like, wow, that was a total like hijack movement there. The 9/11 mm -hmm. Truth movement. Is mm -hmm. like to, oh yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, again, just like the thing they they lead the they lead the uh, the actual. Uh, yeah, inside the official narrative the and they lead the, the counter narrative yeah. as well. They lead both right. sides. Yeah. yeah. They hijack it with inside job saying, well, look over here. Mm -hmm. the, yes. Inside, but not over here. Inside, but, but not this part of the inside over here yeah. inside. Yeah. This, this, or part. there's the theory that I know not to go back to the nine 11 stuff, but there's one more, there's another theory where it's like, you know, 
Washington knew what Israel was doing in, in New York, so they're like, let's just shoot a missile at the Pentagon uh, while we're at it. You know, like it was two movements that you know, like they weren't really working together, or one of the movements got hijacked by the other. Um, I've heard multiple theories. So yeah, like, as far as like the Pentagon and stuff, I that one looks like they botched an attempt to cover up a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Well, you mean they shot their, you know, accounting department with their, yeah, they shot the accounting department, which happened to be, well, the accounting department, which happened to be under renovation, which the only people that were inside of there were like union workers. Right. And and prior to that, it's the most reinforced part of the building too. They had really done a whole, yeah, it was reinforced. Right. Exactly. It was like the most reinforced wall on the entire Pentagon. If you're going to shoot a missile at the Pentagon, that's not where you do. That's not the place where you go. Right. Or inversely, like if you're playing, like, how do you make that shot, right? Especially when the Pentagon is huge, you could just land on the roof and cause way more damage. Exactly. Like that whole, right. There's no reason to do that thing where you got to do the whole like Luke Skywalker shooting womp rats. There's no way yeah. it hits those uh, telephone poles and, and continues to no. the building. No, There's none no of way. that stuff. None of that stuff. The way that the plane supposedly came around, the way that even a professional pilot could not have done that. That's like above and beyond all that. None of the rest of the story maneuvers, by the way, with poorly trained pilots. Yeah, exactly. None of the rest of it makes any sense. So no, no, no. no, Nine eleven is absolutely fake and also gay. Um, But back, but back to the the site. Oh, if you have anything about nine eleven, we can go. But we can keep going with it. Oh no, no, no. It's like we. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know what else to say, other than it was other than was a, a complete and utter media operation. Yeah, and stay tuned for mine. Uh, it'll yes. Be awesome. Yes. Actually, a um, masterpiece. what are you calling it? Right now it's called The Content You Crave uh, 9-11 Director's Cut. The Content You Crave 9-11 Director's Cut. Okay, well, we yeah. will be on the lookout for that. We are, uh, unfortunately, at the end of the second hour. So we're going to have to... We're gonna have to end the interview here, sir. Uh, thanks for hanging out tonight, though. Yeah, man, it's great. Yeah, definitely, dude. It's been it's been fun. Yes, it has been fun. Uh, we're gonna have to do this again. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll be back in season eight. Uh, you're you're catching us right at the end of season seven, so we're gonna finish this up. Yay! Be back, be back in a few weeks with season eight, and uh, we'll have float back again, most definitely. But uh, where can people? You guys are coming on mine. Yes, we're gonna come on your podcast. Uh, oh hell yeah! Where can yeah? Where can people hear that and tell them all the things where they can find you? You know, I put it out on SoundCloud. That's the main base, and then it goes to uh, iTunes and what's the other one? SoundCloud? No, what's the other one? Um, that people use music mm, no idea spotify spotify, spotify. spotify. Yeah, spotify. There, you there you go, go. Yeah. and then oddly enough if you got your things out there and they stay and mine is my, my podcast actually is a really high rating it's popular so i don't try for that and there's no commercials it's just patreon supported which there's a few people thank you but right. it somehow the podcast gets pushed over to all these other uh the websites that carry podcasts. So my my web my podcast is like literally on anything that has a podcast. You know, so just oh, type yeah. it into Google nice. and it just shows yeah. up. But we do the same thing. We try to well because we're banned from Google Podcasts. Well, that's the thing. You're hard yeah. to find. Yeah, we're banned from a lot of stuff. So yeah. Well, that's good. We say right. we say we say things that uh, we say the things Kanye is saying right now, but we said them a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you saying with probably a little bit more accuracy too. I mean, yeah. 
wee bit. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> wee bit. Wee bit. But that's, you but know, all, hey, that's but, for another But also the, uh, the content you create on BitChute, and yes. that's, that's probably going to be, I'm trying to make it at least bi-weekly. And it's, it's like I said, it's the zeitgeist of the internet on the, with the stuff that you really want to see, but you can't, the, the Zog's never going to show you, mm-hmm. um, at least uh, not more than once. So the content you create, and then I'm on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to bring my other, uh, accounts back i got some accounts that are like chilling out because they got too many strikes and it's like i can't risk it so the main some of my main, my main accounts are coming back i can't even speak but you guys are great thanks for having me right on man yeah, thank man. you very much sir it's been right real life. sir yeah yes yeah all right well we are going to get out of here we will uh, have a creepy pasta following this and we'll be back on tuesday night live on pilled on d live and on odyssey For the Nationalist Inquirer, we will see you then later. Time travel makes you gay. See you in season eight. (laughs) You are enlightened. It's not over yet. Late on the evening of June 17, 1950, there was another meeting of the Enlanauts with a man who had not heard anything about flying saucers until then. Oscar Linke, for many years, was the mayor of Glimmerhausen, a town that fell into the Soviet zone of occupation. He decided to flee to the west in what would later become West Germany, where he recounted what had happened under oath. We lived in a few miles from the border. In order to ease the transition, my daughter Gabriella and I often traveled to the border on a motorcycle. I was driving, she was in the back seat. The Russian border guards were used to seeing us and were unaware of our true intentions. We were returning home when suddenly a motorcycle tire burst near Hasselbach. I had to go further on foot, and on the way Gabriella noticed something in the forest. It was getting dark, and it seemed to me she saw a young roe deer. I leaned the motorcycle against a tree, headed there, and saw that no further than 40 meters from me, two people about a meter tall standing over, leaning over, looked at something on the ground. Their clothing was aluminum or silver. On the chest of one of them hung a box, the size of three packs of cigarettes, roughly with a bright, flickering blue light in front. What it was for, I don't, I don't know. They didn't seem to use it. Coming closer, I began to observe them from behind a small fence, and then noticed a large object, the diameter of which, in my opinion, was roughly 13 to 15 meters. It looked like a huge frying pan without a handle and seemed to be phosphorescent. Along its edges, Two rows of holes about 30 centimeters in size could be seen. The distance between them was about half a meter. In the center of the object was something like a square superstructure, slightly darker than the object itself, similar in color to the well-polished aluminum. They approached the object from the other end of the clearing. When they were three or four meters away, the one who was walking behind touched the shiny glass-like helmet 
of the front one. They stopped, and one of them turned slowly to look to our left. And at that moment, my daughter called to me, and the pilots hurriedly jumped into the ship through a hatch in the center of the square superstructure. The side where the holes were located began to sparkle. At the same time, I heard a slight hum. The glow and the hum intensified, and the superstructure in the center of the object began to sink. The object slowly rose and began to spin like a top. It seemed to me that it was supported by a cylindrical device that freely moved in a vertical plane and was now located under the body of the object, which hovered a few meters from the ground, surrounded by a ring of fire. Then the object finally lifted off the ground. The cylinder retracted into the middle of the hull and moved out from above, where the superstructure used to be. Takeoff speed increased. At that moment, we heard a whistle, reminiscent of the one emitted by a falling bomb or a projectile. The object took a horizontal position, turned towards the neighboring town of Stockheim, gained altitude, and disappeared. I would have thought that we were all dreaming if not for one circumstance. When the object disappeared, I went to the place where it landed and found a rounded depression on the ground, which, by all indications, appeared recently. It had exactly the same dimensions as the cylinder under the object. Then I was finally convinced this was not a dream. When we reached the neighboring town, Linke heard that the shepherd Gorg Derbost and the worker at the sawmill saw something flying in the sky. He had not heard about the existence of UFOs or saucers. The first mention of UFOs appeared in the GDR press a few days later and decided that this was the latest secret weapon which could only be Soviet since it landed in the Soviet zone of occupation. The statement of the former mayor was confirmed by his daughter, Gabriella Eleven. She added that she was terrified and didn't know what to do. She hoped to never encounter anything like it.